also weird. Um, okay, now back to this guy that's given all this aggression or this just this just weirdly possessive sort of vibe to the lady, right? I'm in the I'm in the jacuzzi and I see him get out the pool. He's bricked up. There's just there's just a lot of absolute nonsense. Go to the storage unit, get the car in there, drive it to Maine, I'll meet you there. Welcome to the Any Last Words Pod. My name is Keon, aka Almighty the DJ. And my name is Earl Lonnie Hooks. A very, very special thanks to everybody that will be joining us today on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, as well as YouTube. And please do not forget to follow us at ALWPod on Instagram. The God in me honors the God in each and every one of you. OG Pod today. Just Keon and I. Yeah, right. <laughs> just, just Keon and I. Uh, what's going on, man? How are we doing today? Um, so I know we we brushed up a little bit on my trip from Philly last time. But yes. There was, there was still a, a couple of key points uh, that I wanted to talk about. So I told you that I was thinking about going back to the Harry Potter exhibit, and you looked at me like I had three heads. When did I? Said did I? As I, if, I thought that I may have, but I, as, I, I don't know about like three heads. But I, I mean, I, I was inquisitive. I was curious as yeah. to why you would want to do that. Well, I mean, Be, let me ask you this: what's what what is what is what do you find okay weird about someone wanting to do something more than once? No. Or, Okay, okay, okay. No, there, there's something to that. The Torpedo Factory, which I've talked to you about before, and you may have gone there, and I believe it's Old Town Alexandria. I, I've heard of it. I don't I don't think I ever went there. So, so what's so cool about it is it's an art center in the mm. fact where there are, I don't even know how many small art studios in it mm-hmm. with the artists renting space, mm-hmm. doing their art in there. Mm-hmm. And you can just walk in there and see their stuff, see how much they're selling it for. You can talk to the artists. They'll tell you about any piece or tell you anything about them that you mm-hmm. would like to know. That's super awesome. I could see going back to that place mm-hmm. quarterly or something like that because artists are going to be sifting through that place. They're going to be working on new things. You might go there and see the start of them working on something and then see it finished later on. Like there's like that it, it's malleable, right? It's cycling through. Yeah. My little sister, I always mm-hmm. used to wonder why she was going to King's Dominion like four times through a summer. Like she would just go there like w- like once every few weeks. And I'm like, damn. I mean, it's it's a theme park. Like I, I <laughs> no, listen, again, this is <laughs> We we can we can get into my weirdness because this is a little bit a little bit about what I've been thinking about through, throughout the week too okay. a little bit about my weirdness and how I don't expect for what I'm thinking to be in anyone's mind. So that that always struck me as something weird as well. Like you're gonna ride the same exact rides. First of all, you're gonna go there, and as I've heard, you're going to ride the same rides over and over again in one trip. In one trip, you're gonna take, you're gonna go get on the ride, you're gonna get to the bottom, you're gonna get back in line, and you're gonna ride it, ride again, and you're gonna get back in line and ride it again. Well, I don't know about that. Okay, but. well, I've known some people to do that. Like they like a ride so much, they just keep doing it a few times. Right. So then you ride every ride in the park a couple of times. You get your funnel cakes, your cotton candy, your lemonade, whatever else it is you do there. You, mm. you throw fucking baseballs at bottles and <laughs> try to win the toys, whatever it is. And then and then you leave. Uh-huh. And then you go back two weeks later. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's, you really like this stuff. And you do all that again. And then you leave. 
And then you go back a month later. And so for me, I'm like, well, okay, this is still invigorating. Like you're still excited by everything that you're doing. Now, I don't, that's not my thing. I wouldn't spend money to go do that same thing over and over and over again. Go for it. Does she have a season pass? Also, she probably, being my little sister, wasn't paying for any of this shit. So there you go. So there's a huge answer for you right there. Why not do it? Right. When I don't have to pay for anything. Right. Um, So so there you go. So So you, what you're saying. So now this exhibit, you say, is a limited time offer. It is. is, It goes away in September, you say? Yeah, I believe September. Okay. You want to, now you want to continue to expound on why you would like to go back? Um, Well, one, my trip to Philly, I realized... Cause you know, I live close like to Baltimore, um, Philly, Philly's like an hour and a half away from me. Like it's nothing to get there. So one, that is, that is a huge factor. Yes. I did not know that. Yeah. I can get there like an hour and a half. Oh yeah. Easy. So that plays into it. You know what I'm saying? If it was like, that's a, almost like your drive here in traffic. Yeah. Yeah. It is. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so like if, you know, if it was like a three, four hour drive, I wouldn't be like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm definitely going to go back like mm. before, it, you know, before it happens. Um, also I'm hoping that maybe there will be some stuff different in the gift shop. You know what I'm saying? Um, another thing is the fact that, you know, I wasn't going to spend all my money in the gift shop in one, you know, sitting, I was, you know what I'm saying? There's stuff in there that I, that I know I wish I could have gotten when I was still there. Okay. This is a little bit more because again, unlike those amusement park rides that are extremely exhilarating. Mm -hmm. You're you're just looking at like a wand or again, I don't know what was in there. Or you're looking at the staircase where Harry Potter lived under yeah. until he got, you know, carried out by whomever. Right. Or you're like you're you've seen the stuff. It's not going to change unless it is going to change. But, it, you know, normally just mm-hmm. nothing's going to change. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering what the draw would be like if you get there and you see the same thing that you saw is going to be like, oh, yeah, I remember that thing. Well, and, uh, yeah, I remember that too. You know what? It's it's kind of like that, but here's the thing. Um, me and Antoinette, we have friends that are also fans of Harry Potter mm-hmm. that also want to go, and okay. we're just like, why not go back with them? Okay, see, all right, see, this this helps a little bit. Okay, <laughs> these other things like the duration of the drive, and now you have other friends that also like to go, yeah. and you already have a pass. Or you would have no, to buy it again. You gotta buy it again. Oh, but it, it's, oh, see, that's another factor in the opposite direction now. I don't know. Okay, but it's not. It's it wasn't like a hundred bucks to get in there. The tickets are like thirty bucks. Okay, all right. Yeah. Another factor working in your favor. <laughs> not too bad. Okay, okay. See, but the, the, all I was saying, and I then, didn't have any of these answers before. You're so right. That's you're what right. I was looking right. at. We you. didn't jump into it. Yeah. Also, when I went, it was so they have morning time slots and they have evening slots. Mm-hmm. It's at the Franklin Institute, which is an actual museum. Yes. The evening slots are only it's you can only go to the Harry Potter exhibit. If mm-hmm. you go during the day, you can pay like an extra ten dollars and and explore the museum as well. So I figured we would probably maybe try to go in the daytime next time and just go to the museum itself. Okay, okay, all right. <laughs> so, some more points back into your on your side. <laughs> all right. I, I, no, I like it. It's it's completely fine. Do you also just like the city? Of Philadelphia. Yeah, I thought it w- I would like to do a little more exploration around the city, okay. uh, city of Philadelphia as well. It actually reminded me a lot of D.C. And I started thinking, like, are all major cities, do all major cities just do just have like this 
Roman Greek architecture type of look? Or is, mm. or is that just maybe an East Coast thing? Uh, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Or is it just like cities where like our founding fathers were uh, at? You know what I'm saying? Oh, you're, you're thinking of sort of like the pillars? Yeah, and the pillars, like that, like that type of architecture. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's a lot of that stuff in D.C., but I also saw a lot of that in Philly as well. Yeah. Everything is, everything looks like a you know, like a Coliseum or a cathedral mm, or, mm, yeah, you know I'm, I'm, c- I'm certain that, yeah, that differs yeah. depending upon what region. I'm certain like if, if you go over to LA, which is one of the most populated cities in the country, yeah, I don't, I don't know much about LA, but I doubt they got like that type of architecture. Some, something about no. LA that doesn't scream cathedral. <laughs> right, and, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, founding fathers, uh, you know, mm. America. Yeah, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, LA is not giving me that. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, it, well, that architecture clearly dates back further than America, but I, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. We have to ask some people who just look something up, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the things out there look like. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, cool. Is there anything else about um, Philly? So I didn't talk about my trip to the reading terminal market. No. It's a huge, like, it's a market. It's an indoor market, like, in, like, the kind of the center of the city. Um, man, it is cut through mm. in there. Um, now, granted, we did go on a, what day was that? That was Saturday during the day. It was packed, mm. packed. Um, it's full of, there's probably like five or six cheesesteak spots in there. Lines just all down, all down the halls. Mm. Um, there was a lot of, uh, a lot of little, a lot of, a couple of black owned spots in there. A lot of like black art, you know what I'm saying? They were selling like, you know, like handmade soaps and things like that. I had a conversation, um, with a gentleman in there. He was saying that, um, his daughter has uh, eczema, so his wife had started making soaps that were going to be better for her skin mm. and just kind of took it into a business venture. Yep. And I thought that was dope. That's how it goes. Yeah. I thought that was pretty dope. Um, they even had like small restaurants in there with like actual seating. They had a couple of bars in there. Uh, we went in there because one, we were hungry. We wanted to get something to eat. So we uh, took our chances at this little diner. That was in there because all the like seating and like what they would call their like food court area, Mm. just people everywhere. Like you couldn't even sit down. Like it was to the point where we wanted to go in there and get like a like a hot pastrami uh, or or corned beef type of sandwich. And so like we walk up to this spot. Right. And like there's like these little chair, like these chairs, like sitting right in front of us. Like when I say right in front of me, I mean that I was standing here. The chair was probably here where all of our equipment is. Yeah. So we're, you know, kind of standing in front of the chair. One could assume that those people might be about to sit there. Right. Like we were that close. So we're looking at the menu, trying to decide like whether we want to sit down. There's three seats, three seats left. Two guys just come up, brush right in front of us and just sit down. Mm. And I, I'm just sitting there just bewildered. Like, like, what are these niggas on? Like, what is like, what, like, what just happened? Like, you literally city life happened. Yeah, I guess so. Eat or get eaten. Yeah. Like dog eat dog world. Pretty bro. much. Pretty much. Like just just bum rushed us out of the seats. Right. Like, <laughs> it was in like didn't even say nothing. Like didn't even like, hey, you guys about to sit here or Mm-mm. hey, you know, excuse me. Am I ba- my bad? Mm-mm. Nothing. Didn't Mm-mm. say shit. Nah, nah. Just sat there and started, you know, 
it was like an older guy and kind of a younger guy. It was just like, yeah, so here's the menu. Uh, you know, I'm probably going to go ahead and get the number two. Uh, you know, you decide what you want to get. Just, and we just standing there, just right behind him. Mm-hmm. Like, like a nigga, my dick might have been on his back. Right, like, for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, you were in Philly. I didn't think you were about to get any Southern sensibilities <laughs> over there. So um, so that happened. But um, the reading terminal market, it's an amazing place, man. It's so cool. Um, they had like a... I don't want to call it a liquor store, but there was like a setup in there with like just a lot of uh, local wines and local spirits and local beers. So we definitely caught, bought a couple bottles of wine out of there. Um, they had a bunch of like little candy shops, like a, um, a lot of like uh, like Amish shops. People, you know, make the make the candy themselves, like chocolate covered peanuts, Boston baked beans, things like that. Um, a lot of freshly squeezed Boston baked beans. This is a candy. Yeah. You're the second person to say that to me. Um, But it's basically just like candied peanuts. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, Um, Antoinette really likes them. Um, I'm more of a chocolate-covered peanut guy myself. Okay. Um, But yeah, a lot of freshly squeezed juices, a lot of produce, a lot of like meat markets, fresh Mm -hmm. meats, things like that. Um, We ended up buying like four or five pounds of like like party wings. We bought like like a couple pounds of like maple bacon. Um, it was maple, it was great, man. Maple bacon, crazy. oh yeah, yeah, and you could taste it. it I'm you certain could taste the difference. I'm certain that ain't no that ain't no Walmart bacon. Like no uh, no 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 no. That's because they probably make their own maple, probably like maple syrup. Probably just just who knows how long they just let this bacon soak in it. Yeah, no, nah, that's, that's crazy. But all the people that work there, everybody was super nice, mm-hmm. like very attentive. Um, but. If you know anybody that's in the markets, you should definitely go to the Reading Terminal Market in Philadelphia. It's one of the oldest markets in the country. Mm. Actually, it's been around since like the early 1900s, I believe. Mm. Um, probably didn't always look the way it looks now, but it's a really cool place. Um, if you don't, if you're not claustrophobic or you don't mind being around like a bunch of people, yeah, I definitely think you should check it out. Speaking of markets, I saw. Thank you, Virgin Vegans, back out there. Yeah, I saw that. Yes, yes. sir. So shout, shout out to out. Double R. Yeah, thank you, Virgin Vegan, back out there at the whatever Manassas Farmers Market. Yeah, the uh, Farmers Market. I think that's what. It's yeah, called. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that'd be cool. They're starting off with some Mama Diaz. I saw that. I saw yeah, that. Yeah, Hell first, yeah. first ten mothers to get there, get their. Get the uh, the quesadillas or the whole meal, I believe, for I free. Like, I like the marketing, Ryan. I love it. I love oh, the marketing. Oh, yeah. You got to do a little something. There. Hell, yeah. yeah. That's what's up. Shout, That's out what's to, up. shout out to the moms out there. Absolutely. I know that the, the moms and could be moms, there's a lot going on out there right now. I've been hearing what, what do you, what do you, some oh, things oh, about. Oh, okay. Right. Ab- well, about abortion rights. Let me ask you a quick question. Go for it. You knew that Mother's Day was coming up. I knew that Mother's Day was coming up because I was invited to a game night. Okay. And then that game night invitation was revoked because they said, oh, we forgot that that day was Mother's Day. We're actually going to do it the day after. Okay. And then I thought, oh, okay, Mother's Day's on Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) So that answers your question, no, but then yes. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, But, yeah, um, yeah, the Supreme Court is looking to overturn Roe versus Wade, uh, which is going to be insane. Um, I there's a lot that could be said about this. Uh, y- yeah, yeah, there there really could. So, I I personally think that people should be able to govern their own bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, men, women, uh, 
trans LGBTQA, all that. Everybody should be able to govern their own bodies and mm-hmm. what they'd like to do with their bodies. Yeah. Um, I really, so I'd be really asking myself, like, what is this world coming to sometimes? Uh, I was just, yeah. uh, real quick, um, you good old state of Texas. <laughs> <What's>, what, <laughs> they, they're talking about challenging the Supreme, um, a Supreme Court, uh, ruling, um, that allows, people to go to public school for free. Like they, like, like governor Abbott wants to overturn that. He wants to like have it overturned. So I guess so what he wants everybody to have to pay to go to school now. Doesn't that sound crazy? Huh? Got to pay to go to public school. It sounds insane to me. So it's not even public school then at that point. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, not, mean, it's not open to the public. Yeah, it's, I guess. A, it's more of a so, private school and you and, have to pay. And, and, you know, and of course they throw in the whole, you know, including um, children of undocumented in, uh, immigrants. Mm. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking that that's probably what this shit is really about. Mm. Um, but it's mm. like, so what about the people that just may not be able to afford to go? Are we just going to allow these kids to just not go to school, not learn things? Like, every we just going to they got to be homeschooled. Like, that's not going to work out for everybody. No. no. It's just going to be a bunch of dumb, uneducated people out here. Like, is that what we really want? Like, like what is this? This world is going to shit. Well, you know, maybe it, not this world. It, what, but, what, but what is the incentive on the other side? Like, what, like the mo- money for what? Like, money for what? Uh, I don't like know. What, like, what, got, where I, would we like that money to go to? I mean, is is that for is that a way to try to give teachers in education system as a whole more money, like let, funding? Because there are other ways of doing that. I get you. It's about I a did. reallocation of money. That's really what what needs to be done. It's sort of like I the, didn't I didn't read the whole article. Okay, so let me not act like. Well, well, I, we can just we can just kind of workshop this. Yeah. I mean, it, it's sort of like. The defund the police campaign, sort uh-huh. of, or you know, ideology in people's mind. When you just say those words just as they are, yeah. it seems like take money away. It's not necessarily the best slogan, but at the at maybe when you get into the depth of it, it's let's reallocate yeah. the money within the system yeah. to better training and things of such sort, right? So. That's a better way of looking at it. So it's always about a reallocation of money. When I've talked about the amount of money that we spend on food or other ways that we live in excess, that's what I was talking about is reallocating the money, Mm -hmm. reallocating time. People don't think that they have time and money to do things. But if you just shifted your time and focus and money in other ways, you figure out that you actually do. You're just wasting it over here in box X, Y and Z. Mm -hmm. So we don't have to have everyone pay and and who knows how much you're talking about again we'd have to go back and read the article Mm. we clearly did not do a research for this i didn't even know about it but this is all freestyling but i don't know how much you're talking about but some people don't have any money right to spare some people right like they're barely getting by kids out here getting free lunch how do you think they're gonna pay to go to school (laughs) (laughs) like for real like, that's a that's a good way to put it. Yeah, like they're getting free lunch for a reason. For a reason, exactly. Yeah, no, 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 no. But like you would think, you would think, and I don't, and I'm, a, I don't know if Governor Abbott's trying to overturn this for the entire United States or just for Texas. Mm-hmm. But it's like a lot of people are going to suffer because of this. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As well as the whole Roe versus Wade thing. A lot of women are going to suffer. Well, a lot of everybody. It's, it's well, all, yeah, it's yeah, all, yeah. yeah. No, it's going to affect everyone. Yeah, for sure. That's connected. We all, we're <clears throat> all a part of the, the women are extremely important. All right. They have an extremely important, let me, they, they can service an extremely important function mm-hmm. on this planet. Mm-hmm. So, and that affects everyone and everything. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's bigger than just the turmoil that they may have to be going through being forced to carry a child and, 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 and all that. That's, that's why I'm be honest, my nigga, yo, someone showed me, oh my God. When you talk about what, the, what is this world coming to? Someone sent me a story that a young lady had posted on her Instagram. Mm-hmm. Blue my bro. I had to go back and read this thing a few times because I didn't think I was reading it right. Like I okay. thought there was a joke in there that I didn't quite see. <laughs> it was one about this person being pro-choice. I was like, all right, let's let's see what this is. They spoke about the decisions that they made as a younger lady mm-hmm. and how it resulted in her becoming pregnant. Uh, I think the the idea at first was to give it away for adoption mm-hmm. when she did have the birth. And the, the, I, I think she was, I think she may have been coerced to not do so. She was at least convinced to not do so. And she didn't. So she went through the whole nine months, had the child. When she had the child, the guy no longer wanted to be a part of the picture. He left, continued on with life somewhere else. Now, this is like a text message thread that she has with someone that she posted on her Instagram. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, why did you decide to go through with the pregnancy? Like, if you don't mind me asking. So that's why she's relaying all this information and said, I wanted to go to the Navy and do this and do that. I had plans, but now I wipe this little five-year-old's ass and get him candy and food when he demands it, enough to make you want to end it all. So I'm pro-choice because I didn't have a choice. And I was trying to continue to read through, like I read through it like three or four times to try to find where like a ha-ha-hee-hee moment was in it. Right. But there was none. Right. So she... Regardless of, of, you know, you being pro-choice or pro-life, whatever, she posted on her Instagram, yeah, but now I have to fucking take care of this little snot-nosed, shitty, demanding little boy, Mm -hmm. so that's why I'm pro-choice, because fuck this. She also, oh yeah, right before the I'm pro-choice, because I had no choice in the first place, was my dreams of being naked on a beach somewhere at the end of all this is what keeps me moving forward. So again, that just solidified the, I at the end of all of what her text message threat. Okay. At the end of this very long description as to why she went along with the, with the pregnancy and the birth and what, and the child that she's taking care of right now that she fucking hates taking care of right right now. And she just posted that like, Simply because that was attached to pro-choice, it was like a hurrah moment. Uh And I was looking at it like, you should take this down immediately. Yeah. And someone should go check on that child and make sure that he's good. Right. Because mama's on Instagram talking about 
now I got to deal with this little motherfucker. Right. Like, so, yeah, I wish I had a choice back then. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of that that was kind of weird. So it, it gets weird on both sides of yeah. this thing. I but I'm also with you. I just it's just kind of I just yeah, I think you should just let them do what they want to do. Right. I just really think you should let them have control over their bodies because the. Because the whole thing is like, when is when is it life, right? Like pro-life. Like, yeah. when is it life? Is it when is the fetus? When, when, when the heart's beating? Is it before that? Is it conception? People are having that sort of that sort of thing. So it's it's always been a long-running ethical debate. I find it to be extremely hilarious ethics uh-huh. and just how people even try to hash out these ethical debates. The things that the things that they'll be on their more high horse four in one second and then in the next second be doing something completely erroneous in that regard or contradictory to that point. Like it should, it should just, life is weird. Life is weird. It takes a lot of conversation to have. Uh, I'm not sure if we're the podcast to do it, but um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you guys. I, I- it just and it also bothers me when people start throwing like religion behind it, start you know throwing well, of throwing, course. throwing the Bible in there, and you know what I'm saying it's just like not everybody is is siding with the Bible these days, bro. Like, but that, but that's the point when you when you that's why belief is so strong, yeah. Because when you believe in something and you're going by a doctrine that that is not re, it can't be rewritten, right? That's the whole issue with that's the whole issue with religion. Right. Like there are a lot of great things and then there's some some shitty stuff. And the whole point is when you wholeheartedly believe in something that cannot be doctored, cannot be rewritten, cannot be. I mean, since the New Testament, which is why the Christianity is one of the things that continue to move on a bit. Mm-hmm. Right. Because the Old Testament wasn't so happy. Mm-hmm. So. the The point is. If this is the structure of my life in my way of being and seeing things, what's in this book, mm. every time we want to have a discussion, I'm going to just bring the book and be like, well, the book says this. It's like, well. Yeah, but you oh, can't like slam that on everybody else, though. But, I, bro, but if but that's the whole point is there's a, there's a framework issue there. So th- this is the framework issue right here. And this is this is when I when I started to come along with this. This realization, this is when I stopped feeling as though it was my job to enlighten people. Mm -hmm. If you don't believe in something logical, like if logic and reasoning and rationale doesn't matter to you, right? Like you don't really find value in that. Then by that... I cannot give you something rational or reasonable or rational to describe to you why what you're thinking is incorrect Mm -hmm. or why it's flawed or why it needs refinement like that. That is the issue. I can't I can't use those things because you don't care about those things. Right. And the only way to get people to understand things is is either just through emotion or through rationale, through understanding. But again, I I can't I can't use those things with you. So it doesn't even it doesn't even matter. Like you're 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 stuck in a box. Mm-hmm. I, I can't help you out at all. I, I, there's there's no understanding to be had. So if someone's coming to you and it says right here, 
the rules say, right? Let's forget about like a Bible. Mm -hmm. I have a list and the rules say X, Y, and Z. And I say, well, I think that the rules could be better if we did these things. But you say, yeah, but the rules say this. So I can't, like, I, the rules say this, though. Yeah, I know, but I think that the rules could be better. I think there's a different way of looking at it. No, but the rules say this. The point is, you're stuck right. inside of a framework, and if it doesn't <clears throat> say these things, one, two, and three, you don't want to hear four or five. You don't want to hear what someone else's one, two, and three is yeah. because it's not your one, two, and three. Yeah. It, 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 it's You are so entrapped within this this very small prism of thinking. Yeah. So th that's it. Texts can become outdated. The world is well, ever changing. Well, that's that's the issue at hand. A lot of times, when it comes to the things that people don't want to try to rewrite, because if you rewrite it or you or you say that it needs refinement, then what you're also saying is that it is not the true word of God. Right. Which which that's what this thing says. That's what blasphemy. This, that exactly. That's what this text says. That it's the true word of God. So how are you telling me it needs to be updated? You don't think that God knew the world from in all time and all eternity? Like these words are here for a reason. So like, what are you what are you talking about? It needs to be updated. You you think that you need to edit God's work? That, that's that's what you're telling me. You need to edit God's work. So that's what I'm saying. So if you believe in that, there's nothing yeah. like you truly believe in that, and there's no wiggle room for intellectual creativity or you know what i mean yeah. or reaching out like there's no extension for that uh -huh. Th then you're you're there and that's it and like i'm not i'm no history buff this might be a, might be a good question for brad but um what happened to the separation of church and state like you know what i'm saying like when well well i well i don't think that this is happening on the firm basis of yeah. that i think that that's people's ideologies uh -huh. that's the way that people have the discussion but I don't think that that's going to be written into any law. God says this, so this is what's going to happen. It's a lot of what is fueling people, but wow. I, it won't be written into law. These lawmakers got to put their hands on the Bible every time they get sworn into office. <laughs> Bro, it's it's fascinating the things that people have to be, be, pretend that they are in order to do. Like, bro. You putting your hand on the Bible and swearing, but what if you don't give a fuck about the Bible? <laughs> right. right? Like, so, so what is the significance of that? Oh, I, I would love to see like an atheist just run for president and actually get to like. Man, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I don't know about that. I mean, it's it, like atheism and agnosticism has gotten a lot more accepted mm -hmm. as time is going past. Mm -hmm. I, I, but I don't know if there's still enough for for people to to think that that people that are agnostic or that are not grounded by some form of God, mm. that they are morally sound enough mm -hmm. to run a country. Now, I, I don't believe in that. I think that that's preposterous thinking, but I don't think that the masses are on that level yet to believe that that person can do. I mean, and, and I don't necessarily think that that Donald Trump was a Christian, but he just run around and just say Christian things and try to quote Bible verses incorrectly right. and stuff like that. But that's what I'm <laughs> saying. Like you just got to go and pretend that you're on a certain team in order for certain things to be given to you right. for you to get to the next platform and the next, you know, status for you to achieve whatever the fuck it is that you want. Right. But yeah, it's, it's, it's all a bunch of weird shit going on out there. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you.
Yeah. It's, 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 it's weird. It is. A lot of, you know, so many things that are just so, that someone just one day made up that is now, you know, and I'm not necessarily talking about the Bible here, but just in general, there's so many things out there that were just made up that people now fully believe in and just in their heart and soul. Like, um, a little bit off topic here. Draymond Green got thrown out of the uh, Warriors uh, Grizzlies game a couple nights ago. And on his way out, he threw up the double fingers mm-hmm. uh, to the Memphis crowd. And so, you know, a bunch of people on Twitter, on social media talking about, oh, yeah, you know, that, that's that's so that's so that's so rude, so disrespectful. They just got to shut up and play, you know, a bunch of Fox News niggas. And <laughs> they got to shut up and play. Yeah, shut up, just shut up and play the game. You you make this much money. You make that much money. And then, you know, all around this, you know, this double finger. And I, I came across a comment that was like, one day somebody decided to make up the fact that the middle finger was disrespectful. And now now you're here finding offense to it because it's it's literally a finger. Yeah. It's a finger yeah. on your hand. Yeah, You find offense to it because you, for whatever reason, believe that. Bro, <laughs> listen, man, it's fucked up out here. It is. It's fucked it's up. It's very out fucked here. up. Uh, no pun intended. But yeah, it's fucked up out <laughs> here. Like, like you're you're right it's it's a signal but to you you look at bro it people i've been reading this book that actually you have right here in front of you difficult Mm -hmm. conversations um shout out to tia yet again one of hers how to discuss what matters most by douglas stone bruce Patton, sheila heen of the harvard negotiation project new york times bestseller 10th anniversary edition there's there's quite a quite a few you know communications books that's my shit you know they just gonna make money off this book forever they just oh keep keep releasing new editions oh yeah for sure and keep just keep putting some more i think what makes that a 10th anniversary edition is they threw 10 frequently uh asked questions in there and they answered them in the back okay and so people like oh yeah 10 questions (laughs) you know so like they went out and bought the book again uh fascinating book and i think that these are the types of books a lot more people ought to be reading Mm -hmm. they speak on identity this is something i've talked about a lot on here i i truly truly believe when you get into identity and think about how we build ourselves through the time that we spend here on this planet and who we tell ourselves that we are Mm -hmm. It gets fucked up mm-hmm. because you are, this is a little bit of what I talked to Katie about. Like you're looking outwards and if what you don't have going on inwards, like ain't solid, like you really don't have a solid foundation for who you know yourself to be on this planet. What goes on outwardly can really fuck with you. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about someone coming and robbing your house and leaving you with nothing. That's a little bit more understandable. It's someone can show you a finger, right? Or just a piece of their anatomy. And we'll talk about a piece of someone else's anatomy too. I got a story. I know, crazy. Um, They can show you a finger and you will be enraged. Like like imagine this. Completely taken aback. Now, now it's my middle finger. But if I walk up to you and and I throw up my pinky finger... You're going to think I'm weird. 
for sure. You know what the fuck is wrong with him? And you're probably gonna think it's disrespectful too, because you're like, why are you just walking up to me and showing me your pinky finger? Like that's, <laughs> I, I take that as disrespect because I don't know what it is you're doing right now. But but it ain't the same as if someone puts up their middle finger towards you, mm-hmm. right? Someone can truly look at that and feel enraged, like you're saying you saying fuck me. Yeah. Like you 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 disrespecting me? Like yep. you don't like you don't like me? Like, whatever that finger means to them. put that finger away. Right. Like, someone pulled a gun out and was pointed at you. Right. Like, you feel attacked. Uh And people become enraged. And and people fight. Just like that fucking story I told you about my dad where he was out. And Adams Morgan. And someone took his spot. But it wasn't just them taking the spot. It was them screaming out the window. Like, ha, ha, ha. Like, making fun of him that they took the spot. And now he's out the car. That's hilarious. And I'm like, bro. We have to just try to just just breathe and relax. Mm-hmm. They took the spot, bro. Move on. Yeah. Go get another spot. Because at the end of the day, the story that is going to be told is going to be, yo, remember when dad got his ass thrown in jail because he was fucking around fighting in the street next to that jumbo slice place in D.C.? Yeah. Yep. Like, that's a ridiculous story it is. for you to be a part of. But you'll never see that until after the story because, you, you, because you're enraged at the time. Mm-hmm. And you're just seeing red mm-hmm. running around. So people's identity. This is, this, is, this is rough. And I've taken a lot of this information in here as I do. We'll talk a little bit about this as well today. I got a full book today in my mind. And I extrapolate that information. I take that information and I spread it amongst many fields and I see like where it falls and what it has to do with a bunch of other different things. Right. And that's very, very fascinating in my mind to do. I love to do that. Okay. Okay. Sometimes when it comes to people fighting for something that is true, that they feel like is just, that is fair for them and people that look like them, or whatever the fight is that people are fighting, whatever fight it is that just came to your mind, listeners, sometimes people fight for so long and so vehemently that the fighter in them becomes the identity. Right. They get so neck deep in fighting for a cause that sometimes they forgot what they were fighting about and they think that if they if something changes or or they back away, then they are giving up who they once were. They're giving up a core part of themselves. I was a fighter. I fight for what's right. Mm-hmm. Like that is who I am. Mm-hmm. And so if that thing is no longer a fight, if if it's if it's if it gets fixed, or there are signs of that thing being fixed. A lot of people's issue is finding the next thing to fight, just trying to find something to argue about. And we've seen this on a smaller scale. You just see that in relationships. Sometimes there are people that are dealing with shit inside. They don't know who they are. They're confused about things. They're angry for reasons that they don't understand, whatever the case is. And they pick fights. Right. That could be a bully in school. But people pick fights. And then when when there's no fight to be had, they just rock the boat. They just things can't be all right because all have right a little chaos. Yeah, because all right just isn't all right with them. Right. They don't. Th- that is not what they know. That's not what they know. So. So that that's a that's a little bit of that. What I'm the the point that I brought that up is because sometimes people just 
they 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 got to relax. Like you're you're trying to fight on all fronts, and all fronts are not necessarily worth fighting. Yeah. And you just like, can't do that all day long throughout your entire life. It's like a drug. You know what I'm saying? It's like an addiction. Like you feel more like yourself when you're drunk or when you're high off, whatever you're high off. It's just, yeah, it's addicting. And on top of that, this other point in the book is contribution. So again, this is about having difficult conversations with mm. people, things that a lot of people don't like to do. And they talk about blame versus contribution. This is one that that is tough for people. Why are these two that I'm pointing out extremely tough for people? Because they both deal heavily with acknowledgement of one's own faults in something. Blame and contradiction. Right. My identity in something, if my identity of who I am and what I stand for gets wrapped up in a conversation or something that's happening, now I'm invested on an emotional level. Yeah. Right. Now, if I was able to to peel back these identity layers that I've given myself over time, I'd be less emotionally invested in way more objectively speaking or seeing what's in front of me at the time. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's just a better way of going about the situation. It's okay to understand emotions because we're emotional beings, but. To, to try to like really get at the heart of something, I think it's best to just see what's actually in front of you. Right. A, a great a great quote that I love is, a harsh truth is always better than a hopeful lie. Yes. Okay. Right. Like just t- to see things. This is something I also had posted on Instagram. Just to see things as they truly are. It's way better to see life as it truly is truly is as opposed to how we make it up in our minds. Yeah, I mean that's I feel like that's similar to like ignorance is bliss. Like the salt like you know what I'm saying? Right. Well, some people tr- I mean have this conversation of is it actually bliss? Like do you want to be ignorant to certain things? I think it makes it I think it makes life a lot easier for some people. Being just being ignorant, just being out of the way, just willfully not knowing, not really seeking the truth. I yeah, think that's that, a lot that's, easier for some people. I, I think so too. That's rough. It's not for me. I <laughs> I, I want to know things. Yeah. I want to understand. I want to have a deeper relationship with truth. So I'm not on that spectrum. Um, shout out to those people that would like to remain ignorant to things in the world. Mm-hmm. That's that's wild. Contribution versus blame. It's very easy when you're having hard discussions with people to just point your finger and say you're, you're like you're the issue. Yeah. Or a lot of people, the vice versa, and it's I, I'm you know what it's my fault. I'm the issue. Like I got to fix myself. Like I don't know what I was thinking. I'm so sorry, and they take all the blame. But either way, it is the blame game most of the time when people are having difficult discussions, whether it's in your house or it's at your job or wherever it is. It's the blame game. Who someone's got to take the blame for this, right? People don't usually think about things in terms of contribution. That would be a lot more helpful when trying to figure out any semblance of understanding in any given realm during any conversation ever anywhere in history. Mm -hmm. How did I contribute to this thing? Because if I can figure out how I contributed to this thing, I can have a better understanding, one, of what reality is, and two, how I can 
further contribute in the future, Mm -hmm. but in a better way, Mm -hmm. right? As opposed to just being in complete victimhood and thinking that life is always just barreling down on you and everyone else is a piece of shit all the time and no one else knows how to live or navigate through life. That's so internal. And sometimes you just got to fight back. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta dude, fight it's, back. And it's, it's not, tough, and I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying it's easy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying because I've dealt with that shit before. You know what I'm saying? Just the internal battles of life. But you, it's either you know, you, it either takes control of you or it doesn't. And yeah, yeah. So so figuring out, and then again, I extrapolate that and just think about all the different ways that people don't want to think how they contributed to something. Mm-hmm. Like this person said something wrong or they made me feel uncomfortable. All right. How many times have they said something wrong or made you feel uncomfortable? And how many times did you say nothing? Right. So it, it again, and I don't want to get to its most extreme idea in my mind of what that is, because that may be controversial. And I'm not even about to talk about that on here because I don't need nobody hitting me up about it. <laughs> but what I'll just say is. It doesn't take away the crime. It doesn't take away from this person in the fact that they should not have done whatever it is they did or said committed. It just asks the question, how could you have possibly contributed to this? Because in the future, there may still be people out there that do this type of thing. But you, with being, you know, anew and refreshed in your mind with this new examination of how you contribute to things in life, Mm -hmm. can figure out ways of maybe staying away from these kinds of people. Right. So that's 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 what I'm not even going to get into nothing specific. I'm just going to say (laughs) that because, you know, again, accountability can be because conversations can be rough because when you get into specifics about things. There's just certain things that people don't want to hear. And we already did enough with religion mm-hmm. as it is. Um, so, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to go no further into that. I'm already starting to find my pocket where I should and should not speak about <laughs> stuff. I used to just want to talk about everything. Now I'm like, you know what? Some things I'm just going to leave to the imagination and I'll just cut the cameras in the microphone off and talk to you about it. <laughs> that is completely okay with me. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you don't, you don't got to fight all those battles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the whole point. So it, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's fucked up out here. I hope, I hope the best for people. I hope, I hope the best for people. I hope they figure it out. Yeah. Um, that chick that I talked about with that Instagram post about pro choice, there is such deep issues going on. Like as soon as I read that story, I just thought about, one, everything that she said. Two, the fact that she was willing to post this on Instagram, which means that her head just ain't in the right space. Cause she's she has a she has a skewed version of what reality is. Like she thinks that she's gonna put that on there and there's gonna be a hurrah moment. Like people are gonna back her. And there may even have been some some weirdos that did some, that did some people are gonna back simply her. Simply because it was attached to pro-choice. Yeah. Right. And so that was enough for them. Like it was, it was the banner, right? Mm-hmm. It was the, the bumper sticker that I always talk about. Yeah. Pro-choice. Cool. So anything that you have to say after that or before that, I'm with it. Even if you're saying that you got to take care of this little shitty ass kid that you don't really like too much. And the only thing that gets you through the day and doesn't make you take your own life is the idea of you being on a beach naked somewhere at the end of the day. Well, okay. Right. It's, it's, it's crazy, but people hop, on these different sides we can get a little bit into my 
weirdness. This okay. is a great segue into my weirdness that okay. I spoke about earlier on and not seeing why people would want to go back and do the same thing over and over and over again. Right. Well, really pay and have to travel to do it, honestly. So. Is that what you think about when I go to Miami? <laughs> there's there's a discussion to be had about these things. Let me tell you because I might be committing some of the same act actually. Okay. When you think about it, so let's let's try to talk this through. A lot of this has to do with um, also this other person's anatomy that we will speak about as well. So let's let's bring this all together with the spa that I went to yesterday. All right. Went to went back to that same spa where the lady was playing me about only tipping her twenty dollars when they already said the gratuity was included, and she's like, "The twenty, that's it." Funny, that like that's it. We don't get paid enough, like, not enough, like whatever. So we did. But suffice it to say, we did not go back up to those rooms for massages. I hope not. No, we just decided to stay in like the sauna area again. The poultice room is what it's called that has all these different sort of sauna areas. And first and foremost, um. Where, where, where should I go first with this? Went with the lady. She was talking about how she wanted to go somewhere and do something, mm-hmm. right? Not that day, but she was like, you know, I was thinking that maybe like a couple months from now, like we ought to go to this other place and do this thing. I chuckled with that. I'll tell you why I chuckled. I chuckled because <laughs> this person is always finding like the next thing to do. In my mind, that's the way that I see it. Is they're always trying to find like the next place to go, the next trip, the next thing to do. Go ahead, Keon. Shrug. Go tell me what, what's on your mind as we start this. I mean, what's wrong with that, right? Yeah. Get out and do some things. There's a lot to experience. Earl, I've been yeah. telling you to get out and do things for years now, right? Okay. <laughs> I, I, because this has been a recurring issue with her and I as well as with me and you. <laughs> but, but now we have some understanding and. I think that I can bring more understanding to you now. Like, I finally think that I have a way of explaining this to you. Okay. Okay. I don't expect for this one to to resonate with you. I think it'll make sense to you and you'll understand the words I'm saying, but I do not think it'll resonate with you in the slightest bit. Okay. Okay. So let's start with this, this idea that I have. I think that it's extremely useful in conversations, especially difficult ones that it's maybe taken years for two friends to figure out amongst each other uh-huh. to use extremes, right? A lot of people don't like when you use extremes and they'll be like, well, that's an extreme example. Why would you use that? I don't understand why people say that. This is the reason why you use extremes in conversations. Once you set a stake in the ground, right? That is an extreme on both sides what you're what that allows you to do is give those are reference marks okay so what you're really doing is creating the spectrum in between so if i say to you let's have two different types of people come to all of our minds right now the one type of person i don't know if you've heard about this but you can probably imagine that this is the case somewhere there is a buddhist monk somewhere sitting atop a mountain that doesn't move for six months at a time. That he sits there, he meditates, he listens to the wind rustle, the leaves rustle, the water go, birds cacaw, and stays within <laughs> and, and, and experiences what is in his mind and in his being. Uh-huh. And he, that person experiences complete bliss in okay. life, loves life, right? 
to the highest degree has peace of mind that no one you've ever known has ever even graced. Okay. Okay. That that sounds. How does how, so? Let's go by this step by step. How does that sound to you? Just the things I've said so far. Um, that sound like if we're talking about the Buddhist priest sitting on top of the mountain, enjoying all the all the sights and sounds of where he is, or I think that if he likes that, I love it for him. Okay. Okay. Then you have the other end of the spectrum where we're going to place this other stake, which is someone that is a globe trotter. They have to be on the move. If they're not on the move, they're kind of upset. Like they have to be seeing something new, eating something new, reading something new, meeting new people. Like they have to be constantly moving. They don't like to sit in one place for too long because then life feels mundane and weird, monotonous to them, right? So these are our two reference points. Mm -hmm. These are two extremes. All I'm saying is that there are a bunch of people that fill that entire spectrum between those two points. Okay. I have found myself for longer than I can truly remember being closer to the monk. Okay. And when I say that, what I mean is, and I even had to look up look up this word to make sure that that I was doing it I was doing it justice when I was I was talking about myself and talking about this idea because to to try to explain eccentricity in any one person or just how an eccentric person comes to be mm-hmm. is kind of is kind of weird in and of itself because some weird people are just weird. Okay. Okay. Eccentric. Deviating from the recognized or customary character, practice, etc. Irregular, erratic, peculiar, odd. Uh, as a noun, a person who has an unusual, peculiar, or odd personality, set of beliefs, or behavior pattern. Okay. So you got that. Okay. I I think is, is, I go ahead. Is this the monk? Yes. Or you being closer to the monk. What's the difference between being that and being like a like a introvert? Is there are they are they the same thing? Are they just similar? Are they not alike at all? Well, so I I think that there are th- this is this is what see again like my mind just takes everything apart. I don't for myself I don't believe in being one or the other. Okay. I, I think that just everything sets on a spectrum. Let's let's look at it this way. You don't think that you're gay, right? No, I don't think so. Right. <laughs> but you've seen plenty of dicks on porn. Like yes. you've watched plenty of, of dudes I've, have sex I've seen on penises. porn. Right. So there's some there's some semblance of of homosexuality in that. Right. I'm not saying that you want to have sex with those guys, but you have no issue looking at a guy butt naked have sex with someone else. Okay. Right. So there's that's what I'm saying. So like there's some <laughs> sort of fluidity on the spectrum of life. Uh-huh. So I think that I find myself heavily charged while talking to people. Like I, I love talking. I mean, c- come on now. I do like I'm Earl Lonnie Hooks from the Any Last Words Pod. Like this, this is what I do, right? And I've been doing right. it way before this was a podcast. So th- I find myself heavily charged, and I love learning from people. And I love it all. So, but I. I can just sit in my home by myself 
and feel amazing. I can sit on my bed with just like some some sounds in the back, with some essential oils being diffused in the air, and close my eyes and be having a ball. Can you not get that same feeling outside of here? Right. Okay. So this is where we. So this is where we're headed to. I think that I'm an eccentric person. I think that a lot of the times I just have weird views on stuff. I mm-hmm. just and I, I can't tell you exactly what all the things were that got me to that point. I just think I'm a fucking weird dude. So I'm completely okay just making a decision, just like doing something because I feel like doing that thing at that time. Mm-hmm. So this is why I say I'm closer on the monk spectrum because if if opportunities present itself to me, I have no issue taking them. Like I go places, I do things, I experience all sorts of shit. Mm-hmm. Like I have no issue doing it because once I'm there, I'm there. Mm-hmm. Like wherever I'm at, whether it's in transit or I'm at the destination, wherever I'm at, I'm present and I'm having a good time. But I'm also okay just sitting down in the same place for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is something that that doesn't quite make sense for a lot of people. What is a long, long time? Exactly. Because the thing with me is like, I don't know, maybe I find myself somewhere just in the middle. Okay. Because there's there's something to be said about just getting, just going to, just being in the crib. I get that. I like being at home. Okay. I enjoy that. But once or twice a year, I like to to go somewhere that and stay somewhere that is not my home. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just to experience, even if I've already been there before. Mm-hmm. Just to go there, you know what I'm saying? Like Miami. Miami, no, I don't own any real estate there, but it feels like a second home for me. I go there so often that it's just like, that's just my place. Mm. That's where I go. Mm. And I love it. Mm. But you know what I'm saying? Just a couple times a year, I just like to go somewhere else. Mm. You know what I'm saying? See what that's like. See what's going on there. Take it all in. Maybe, you know, experience what I experienced, learn what I learned. You know what I'm saying? Okay. See, so home is in my mind. Mm-hmm. Like home is home. Home is here. Okay. <laughs> so 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 that's how I feel. So wherever I go, I'm at home. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? Like there's no. Like I I can enjoy anywhere. Mm-hmm. That's that's the point I'm getting at. Is wherever I go, I'm taking home with me. Mm-hmm. So th- that's it, it's it's I think it's a very very weird thing. I think that a lot of this, there was this book called The Alchemist, where it just, it was this little boy, I think it was a shepherd of sorts, and he got some, some message or something to go off into the world and find like this fortune. And it's just this really long drawn out book of these adventures that this kid goes on for a very long time. And at the very end of the book, he ends up exactly where he started at the same hut. And the moral of the story was that everything you ever needed was right here. Right. Right. From the jump. Go ahead. And this, I mean... It makes sense because I know that if you could, you'd probably just buy a van and have all the necessities you need in there and just j- drive from place to place and just just be out and away from everything and everyone if that was the case. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it wouldn't be... I don't know about being away. Who is everyone and everything? Because there are uh, people a lot of places. So, like, I, I, would, be, I would be meeting no, tons of people. No, 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 you would. But... I guess what I'm saying is to say that when you say home is in your head, that this uh, this structure that we're in right now, yeah. this just happens to be the place that you, you know, that you you sleep and eat and yeah, fuck and, this place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> this is just there's just there's just walls and because, doors because the other option is being out there. 
which is not ideal. Yeah. So because they don't have to deal with the elements, right? Yeah, like these. Yeah, like these are just door. I just rent this. Like these, they're just doors. There's a sink or toilet. Like it's it's convenient because I can wash myself, go to the bathroom, eat food, and all that. But I don't I don't care about the structure. Of I this. got you. Yeah, I, I got. I, I don't I don't care about that. I got you. Um. So so that's that's the thing. I just they're just they're just some weird people in the world that just. So so a little bit of what I like to do, and we'll get back into the spa session. A little bit of what I've been liking to do is watch a certain group of guys, the RDC World guys. They shout out to the RDC World yes, guys, sir. Mark Phillips and them, Leland, yes, D- Dylan, uh, all of them. Shout out to y'all. Hell yeah. Some funny ass Ben, guys. Desmond. I know him. Yeah, I shout, see. Shout, yeah, shout out, shout <laughs> out to y'all. Uh, Av, shout out to you. So... They came a long way from Absolutely. just some videos that they were putting up on Facebook and all Absolutely. that. They've they've done so much, and they play some video games online. I RJ was talking to y'all about how you got to get up on Elden Ring. I don't know if you've seen any play of that I have, game. I have. Did, does it look cool to you? Like, yeah, it looks pretty cool. It's a dope ass game. Yeah. I, I think. You, did you? I haven't played it, oh, okay. but it, but it looks cool when they play it. Also, feel, they're I, funny. I feel like it reminds me of like a little bit of like Final Fantasy ish. Um, or no. It, it, it could be. It depends on which one you're talking about, but not really like a role-playing game in that sense. Uh-huh. Uh, more so like a World of Warcraft or Skyrim. More like, something. Ooh, Skyrim. Yeah, like one of those super detailed. Yeah, see, Skyrim, I wasn't a big fan but, of. But, but, but not so detailed, though, because okay. Skyrim was... was Wildly yeah. detailed like and like had, interactive. Like, you had to press B to wipe your ass. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it, yeah, was yeah, just it was too a much lot for me. It was a lot. Turn, turn the door handle. Like, yeah. like re- revolve the analog stick right. to turn the door handle. Pull the analog stick towards you. To, right. Yeah, it was like, a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> so they've been playing this game called Was it Detroit Become Human? You heard anything heard about that. that? Yeah, I've it looks like again. This is a, this is a game I would love because. It's interactive. You got to walk around. You got to do a bunch of this stuff, but it's a playable movie. Okay. So like Last of Us in a sense. And you you play with three different... Okay. I didn't mean to disrespect The Last of Us. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> Damn. You, you ride for them niggas. That's crazy. Nothing can compare. <laughs> That's my bad. Okay. All I'll say is it's a playable movie. That's what I meant to say. It's not, it's not like anything else. <laughs> but you play with these three different androids uh-huh. and you slowly, as the story goes on, you start to see the, the story slowly start to converge together. Mm-hmm. So it's really dope in that sense. It's really like an iRobot I type of world okay. where androids are, are a thing. You get them as maids or as taxi drivers, whatever the case is. And clearly the job rates have lowered for human beings. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's like 37% of human beings are out of the job. Damn. Because of the rise of androids. That's huge. Yeah, yeah, it is. Because like most times, like, you know, in the real world, it's like a 4 or 5% unemployment rate. 37%? More than a third. A th- <laughs> Woo! That's crazy. That is crazy. So, like Will Smith and I, I Robot, there's a lot of hate for androids. Yeah. Right? Just like... <laughs> just like you were talking about these people uh, in Texas with the, the immigration. Mm-hmm. Right? So... You're taking all the jobs. Yeah. Right? Type of energy. Yeah. And the point I'm getting at is it's called Detroit Become Human. You start playing with these androids, and there's a there's a pivotal moment in each one of these characters' stories where they're told to do something, which is in their programming, they ought to do. Mm-hmm. 
There are also, amongst the androids, these things called deviants, which are these robots that I guess kind of go haywire or crazy. Go rogue. In, exactly, and, and break out of the system, the programming. And there are pivotal moments in the game where you have to break out of your programming to do something. There's one where you're playing with a girl named Kara or android woman named Kara, and there's this drunkard of a dude and he flips the table table over in his house and he's about to go beat the shit out of his young daughter. And he's in he because he's clearly had a rough life. He's lost his job, to, you know, and, and his wife with the android raising and all this. And he's just eating spaghetti, looking at his little daughter like, I bet you fucking think I'm not shit, huh? I bet you fucking think, oh, you think this is just fucking easy? You think, what, you don't want to live in this shithole? Like, you know, he's just pre- projecting, projecting everything yeah. that he feels onto his little girl. Yeah. She hasn't said a word. She's just eating spaghetti. He flips the table over, and she runs up. <clears throat> he slaps her. She runs upstairs, and then he's about to start walking after her. As he starts walking after her, time slows down. And it says, like, break out of the programming, to which you have to press, a, like, a bunch of different, you know, analog sticks and buttons and things like that like a combination in order to break out of this programming if you are to help this young girl and then after you do that you start making your own decisions in the game Mm -hmm. before that you just have to do what was told to you Mm -hmm. but after you do this with these three characters you start making your own decisions and it shapes the way that the story goes as well that's another cool thing about the game is the story is not the same different ways people can die people cannot die people can become friends people can become enemies like so it's a dope ass game there's a point where Mark, the like the leader of this whole RDC group, he's just like, yo, nigga, like, if these robots can do this, like, why don't they just fucking break out of this system? Like, why don't they all just break out this shit? <laughs> and then his cousin Leland's over, he looks at him, he's just like, cause they ain't woke, nigga. Cause they ain't woke. But but that's that's a funny, that's a funny little clip right there, though. Uh-huh. Because I know that people look at video games and movies and they just they use it as a time to just relax and not really think about much or do whatever. I've said it on here a million times. That's not how I interact with anything. Uh Like I'm there for a reason. And it's because I'm going to see something and it's going to stir some thought. It's going to inspire me somehow. And I'm thinking about this and it's a video game. But why aren't people breaking out of the programming? Why aren't people breaking out of the matrix that they've been stuck in, the program that they've been stuck in, which is everything that we've been talking about? Afraid you, of the consequences? Is You aren't woke. <laughs> I hate to use that word because it's been completely saturated and now everyone's woke, which means no one's woke. Uh-huh. But it means that you are, you're not enlightened to the point of being able to even have the option of breaking out of whatever matrix You've been programmed to sit inside of. Are they sheep? Yes. Yes. If you want to look at it that way, they're sheep. A lot of the shit that I have to say is not from a sheep's mouth. No. So sometimes shit I be talking about just it just sounds weird. Mm-hmm. It's just weird. So I completely understand wanting to go places and do things and see things. And I completely understand that. And if and if that's where your mind is, if that's what you understand, that there is something in going and seeing things, then and you gotta 
put your efforts together to make sure that those things happen, then that's where you are. And I say, go and do those things. Mm -hmm. But we also have to give credence to people that are, that have just been okay. I haven't needed much in life. And I know that that sounds weird. I didn't pick up minimalism because it was a cool fad. I just never cared about shit. Like, and, and, and not in like a, like I, I don't see how other people see value and stuff. It's it's not that. I just I'm just okay. Yeah. I'm just okay. And there's something remarkably beautiful about that that we don't ever talk about that. It's always just why don't you get up and go places? But what about the guy that is so okay and finds the insides of his own mind and his own being so beautiful that he doesn't have to go anywhere? Mm-hmm. Like, what about that? Like, that's fucking dope. That's because that's a cool. lot of people do not have that. That's cool. And the issue and, and what's so cool about it is I don't feel perturbed if I go somewhere and do something with someone. It's never that. It's never like someone's dragging me against my will to do anything. I'm never giving that energy if I'm out with anyone. If I'm there with you, we're having a great time, mm-hmm. period, because I'm there, too. Mm-hmm. And I'm home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so like that that's so that's that's kind of my thing i'm an eccentric weird idiosyncratic person but i but i, I you know i don't try to take things or experiences away from other people but i also just ask that people understand where i'm coming from that's yeah. that's that's all yeah i mean i would never try to convince you or anyone else to like you know think like me or be like-minded um if anything i guess i'm just more so trying to understand it all right <laughs> trying to understand the different perspectives the other thing about this person's anatomy so last time you asked me if i had gone into the naked part right because right. because the whole poultice room and all the saunas that's not a naked part of it uh-huh. the pool area that's the naked part that's the part where women and men go in sep- their separate locker rooms where they have their separate pool areas okay okay now again went with the ladies so we came out with two completely different observations about what was going on in our separate pool areas. Mm-hmm. First thing that we can sort of compare and contrast is it seemed like over there in the women's, like you would, you would see people cause there are a bunch of naked people walking around, but you didn't lock eyes with anyone. And if you didn't make eye contact, you just, you, you know, say hello or you not, you give the universal head nod in a sense and you go on about your business. Mm-hmm. She said that she would look up every once in a while, just as people do, not to like look at people, but to just look around, and that she didn't see people staring at anyone or making anything awkward at all. You would I, hope not. Well, that was not what I was observing. <laughs> so over on the other side, in the guys' pool, first of all, we have to we have to acknowledge that we don't see naked people this often. Right. Like, d- d- there's nowhere you go where just naked people are just walking around like this. Not here. In America, like was it was it like a bunch of woe mints, like a w- bunch of woe shit happening, or? Uh, well, <laughs> so first and foremost, first thing I did was go in there butt naked, uh-huh. and I go to the jacuzzi. Uh-huh. Now I go and I, I land the jacuzzi, like four other guys in the jacuzzi, and I just go to my respective corner and I close my eyes and I'm just sitting there, probably like neck high in jacuzzi water, just sitting there, and. When I would like blink my eyes open, I'd always like catch a guy looking at me and then like look away real fast. <laughs> so like, so I, you know, it could have just been he just looked over at me at the wrong second and, and then felt awkward. I'm not gonna just like because my eyes were closed, so I'm not gonna say he was just looking at me the entire time my eyes were closed. <laughs> so because I, I don't know that, could have yeah. been the case, but I'm not certain. 
But there were definitely some guys that just just look around because you don't see naked people a lot. Yeah. So I think it's it's almost natural to just look around like, yeah, there's, damn, there's, naked bodies in here. Yeah. Like, that doesn't look like it mine. It makes that, you curious. Yeah, like, oh, th- that's what his body looks like. Oh, that's what his body Like, oh, damn. Like, okay, he's a little bit more fit than, oh, his body, he, oh, his shit kind of falling apart. You got to do something with that. Like, mm-hmm. you're just looking at a bunch of different bodies that you never see. So there's a whole lot more looking going on in the guy's pool. After that, I got up and I went to one of the saunas. There was, there was a 194 degree, like, dry sauna in there stayed in there for a couple of minutes that was 194 194. in the poultice room the highest it gets is 160 i believe but there i mean there's some yeah it ranges from like 120 to 160 like the the different rooms in there you could probably die if you stay in there too long yes yes you can you can certainly dehydrate which is why they have water you know uh setups everywhere for you to get like some water okay you know what i mean you got to continue to hydrate if you're going to be there throughout hours and just be going in and out of rooms for you know, 10 to 20 to 30 minutes at a time. Like, you have to hydrate. I go in 194-degree dry sauna for a few minutes, leave there. I go in a steam sauna. The steam sauna was crazy. That was, like, 120 degrees, but the steam was so heavy. It was like you could bite the air. It was, <laughs> it was just wild. Left there. But before I went in either one of those, I saw this guy. This guy I had seen the last time we were here as well. And just like the last time I went, the lady said, yeah, I don't know. I I get a weird vibe from this guy. He seems weird. Mm -hmm. Like, I I don't like the way he's looking at me. He just seems like I I want you to stay close to me or he's going to take me somewhere. Oh. You know, he's just giving just one of those just creepy and not only just creepy, but like the sort of like I could control you if I wanted to vibes. Like mm-hmm. a real, yeah, just like a real aggressor, sort of like alpha, alpha male type. Like I run shit. I, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's just like slave master mentality. Real douchebaggy. Yeah, yeah. There was a guy at my job, by the way, one time speaking about this that spoke to a young girl uh, and she came and talked to me about it. These are the types of people that just be walking in and out of this place, by the way. He said to her a few different things. One, Pull, we had to have masks on at this point. Pull down your mask. Let me see. I want a real human interaction. Pull your mask down. Pull your mask down. I want to see your face. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She did it. She was. She's young. She doesn't do confrontation well. She pulled her down. Nose ring. Why you got a nose ring in? My daughter would never have that. Why are you telling me this? At some point in time, <laughs> he said, if I wanted you to run around outside in a bikini right now, you would do it. Yo, yeah, is he, did he still work there? No, 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 no. He didn't work there. He was a oh. guest. Oh. He was someone that came and sat down and was eating food. Very entitled. Yes. Oh, wow. These are the types of things that he was saying to this person. Wow. This person didn't want to say anything to anyone. Wow. So, yeah. It, so, go ahead. Because I know, I know the type of place you work in. When do you get to the point where you got to tell someone you're not allowed to come back here? I've. I don't know if I've. I mean, I'm not saying that you specifically, but but, but like man- when does management, when does <laughs> yeah. someone do that? I mean, that? there's got to be a, a point. It's been like once, bro. You have to imagine I've worked here for six years. Yeah. You can only imagine all the people I've seen coming in and out of this place, thousands upon th- tens of thousands of people. It's it's only happened just a handful of times. I, I'd really say once or twice. And people had to get like very, very nasty 
with employees before that happened. Mm-hmm. This other, this guy, he said to this this um this girl I'm talking about. What else did he say? He said something like, well, "Where are you from?" And she's she's American, right? But he she didn't know if you meant like where are my parents from, like where are my par- like my lineage hail from, you know? And he's just she was like. Um, do you mean like, he's just like, no, no. Like when I wake up in the morning, I know I'm American. Like, where are you from? Like you, you should, you should know who, who you are. Re- relax. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> that was, so, so, so that was the type of energy that was, that was coming off this guy. And this was the, the sort of energy that, again, the lady said she was feeling off this guy at the spire. Like, why is this relevant? Like, nigga, just eat your food. I know, bro. Just eat your food. I know. Okay. Let me do one more before I continue <laughs> on with the spot story. <laughs> young woman working with us on my team, AM service. She was dealing with this guy last weekend. And I guess big old dude, like big, like super big. Like he, like he eat a lot. <laughs> so put it to you that way. And he's sitting down. He's not fast. Sloppy. Not fat. <laughs> ne- don't know what that is. He, he eat fast. <laughs> he eat real fast though. And he got a biscuit brought out to the table. And I guess he, you know, sliced the biscuit in half. And the biscuit wasn't to like his temperature liking. And he asked the server to come over. And he said, Yeah, this I I, I don't I don't I don't like this. And she said, Okay, well, we'll we'll fix that for you. He was like, No, no, no. Come over here and touch the biscuit. She was like, Sir, I'm no, like I can, I'm sorry, is there a pro like I can help you with what you need? Like I can get you another. He was like, No, no, no. But I want you to put put your hand on the biscuit. I want you to t- why do you think I don't like it? I want you to put your hand you on the biscuit. You can just tell me that why you don't like it. Like the whole time, he's got a woman across from him. He has, like, a wife or someone sitting across, and she's just giving off the all grin. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> like, it, like, it's wild knowing that, one, there are people out here like this. And, two, that there are people out here like this that have significant other spouses. Like, like they're, That just accept that shit. Yeah, they're just like, oh, okay, I guess this is what this is what it is. Like, I, I don't know what, what's going on through either of their minds, but... But aside from this is acceptable, I guess. I, and I don't want to know what's going on at the crib. Bruh. <laughs> yeah. So just, again, just weirdness. Some people just play, have some weird power play shit going on. And it's very, very weird when people try to exercise a power dynamic yeah. over, 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 a, a over, over, <laughs> over a breakfast, you know, usually to a woman because, because uh, that don't happen to me. Right. People don't ever talk to me the way that I, I be hearing about this other stuff. So I don't, I, I, that is so cowardice. I really despise when people oh, yeah. treat people like that. Oh, yeah. I really dislike it. I deal with the same, I deal with kind of the same shit in my job outside of that one nigga that was mad disrespectful. Yes. Most of the time I see customers that deal with some of the women that I work with differently than they deal with me. Yeah. And I'm just like. No, keep keep this like keep that same energy. By the <laughs> way, something we didn't touch on last time when you talked about that disrespectful dude that asked you how old you were and yeah. then told you you had a long way to go after <laughs> yeah. you answered is the fact that he's at least two to three years younger than you. Yeah, we didn't we didn't we we didn't hammer that nail into the coffin. By right. the way, he like, was born in like ninety two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So that was also weird. <laughs> um, okay, now back to this guy that's given all this aggression or this just this just weirdly possessive sort of vibe to the lady right mm-hmm. i'm in the i'm in the jacuzzi and i see him get out the pool 
he's bricked up. Bricked up. (laughs) (laughs) His dick is as hard as a rocket. (laughs) Okay. And I'm like, (laughs) I think I saw other couple guys like look up and see this. He's probably, you know, his body's kind of like all over the place. So it looks like mashed potatoes in a, in a garbage bag. <laughs> you know, probably four, mid-40s, Middle Eastern guy. Uh-huh. And he gets out and his dick's just hard, rock hard. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I mean, I guess. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, like, I, I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't know exactly what the doubt is that I'm giving that he's benefiting from. I'm just yeah. thinking, like, I don't, I don't know what's going on through his mind. Right. Right. Like, wh- why is your dick so hard? I don't, uh-huh. I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know what he's. I don't know what's going on through his mind. Mm-hmm. I just know his dick is hard, and he's getting out the pool. Mm-hmm. And he was just sitting around like six other guys, and I know the six other guys are looking at him like. The fuck? His, it, so his dick was just hard next to me this whole time. Like, what's 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 going on in here? That's not the weirdest part. He walks off into like the corner of the pool where no one's standing, and he just starts like just rubbing his shit. Just starts like sort of yanking it, but not even to completion. Right. He just he just starts playing with himself for like ten seconds, and then and then. Cont- and then and then continues to walk on and just leaves. What was he in the water? No, he got out of the water, okay. and that's when okay. I, and that's when I okay. saw the, the the submarine that was his dick submerge <laughs> or, or, or emerge from yeah. the water, right? Yeah. And then he just walks to the corner of like the, of the pool area, right, where everyone can see you. You are above water level, <laughs> and you're just and he just starts. He just puts his hand on his dick and just starts like rubbing it for ten seconds. I don't know what's going on with his penis or what's going on in his mind or what he, if he's trying to soothe himself. I don't know what's happening. Right. I just know that that's what I saw. And then he and then he walked out. It really. I, I, I don't know. Really, really makes you wonder what be going through people's minds sometimes. Like really, like really, like okay. Obviously, you know what? This is this is a great segue into a small incident in my job that I wanted to talk about. Will Smith slapped the shit out of Chris Rock. Right. Some guy the other day tried to go up on stage and tackle the shit out of Dave Chappelle. <laughs> and, and it really makes you wonder, like, why do people do these things? Because they, all these people can't have some sort of mental, you know, some mental shit going on where they you know, they just can't control themselves. Like, I think some of these niggas are doing this shit on purpose. It's on purpose. Some some of these niggas doing this shit on purpose. Well, I I mean I can't. I think that Will Smith slapped the shit out of Chris Rock on, on purpose. purpose. Absolutely. <laughs> I I I think that this guy tried to tackle Dave Chappelle on purpose. I also think that there can be something going on mentally. Yeah. Like I, I think that that's also the case at the same time. Yes. Okay. Yeah. No, that's possible. Because possible. because if you had a clear head. That's not what you're doing. Now, maybe he thought that he was some sort of fighter for whatever community at the moment hates Dave Chappelle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and there's some, yeah, some Dave Chappelle hate out there. Yeah, so, so, I can, I can understand that. so he could have thought that he was going to go up there because this, because this prominent comedian has been making certain people feel lesser than 
because of the way that they have interpreted his jokes or his words, mm-hmm. right? And so he was like, I'm going to go handle this shit. Like, not on my stage, not in my city. Okay. Right. And so he decided to run up there and try to do something. Little, bro, you don't think. Listen, I don't know if, if the video of security getting to him was caught on tape, but you can't think, as you were saying, what are you thinking? What like what did you think the end game was going yeah, to be? Exactly. So, I don't know. I someone told me they read an article and they found like a gun and a knife on him. Oh wow. Like th- like this may have been like an assassination oh, attempt. Oh wow. Well, I mean, if so, why didn't why not just shoot? <laughs> Bro. I mean because he ain't no real shooter. Because so, shooters shoot. <laughs> two weeks ago. At my job, gentleman walks in, says, hey, I believe somebody hit my car. Do you guys have a camera system where we could run the cameras back so I could we could take a look? And I'm like, yeah, we could take a look at that. And so at the same time, two girls walk in and they're like, hey, we're trying to move in. We need some carts. I don't see any. Can you help us? And I tell the guy, I'm like, all right, let me go help them find some carts. And then we're going to come back. We're going to take a look at the cameras. Mm-hmm. Cool, right? Cool. Yeah. So as we're walking out, there's another customer that's just finished moving in that's pulling some carts over in our direction, kind of crossing paths. Mm-hmm. The gentleman that said someone hit his car, that the customer that was pushing the carts crossed his path and he just punched that man in the face. In his face, knocked him to the ground. My man rolled over a couple of times and he just got back up and just started running over to his car. And so I turn around because I hear the commotion and I'm just like, what the fuck is happening right now? So he's coming over to me like, man, somebody in my fucking car, somebody in my car, man, what the fuck, somebody in my car. And I'm just like, it wasn't him. I was like, relax. I was like, I just told you that we were going to review the camera footage. What is wrong with you? (laughs) And I'm just like... What, 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 what goes through these, what goes through the mind of somebody that wants to do, that does something like that? I just, I don't understand. I really don't. I don't understand. And so obviously, you know, the guy, he just hops in his car. The guy that punched him hops in his car, drives away, just drives away. And so, you know, got to call the police because the, the gentleman wants to press charges, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, okay, you know, cops come up there. They want to see the footage. So I'm running the footage back because I didn't get a chance to do that because he just t- took it upon himself to be fucking Batman. So we're running the footage back. This man parked in one of our handicap spots where you would need a handicap sticker, sticker or, or a sign. sign. Yeah. There was no hand, nobody, nobody there was, there was no, like the handicapped spots are different. They're set off to the side, close to the office door than our other regular spots. He was the only person parked over there. I don't, nobody hit his car. But, but you did see that there was something that looked like it. Like there was some scratches, some, some, a dent. No, I didn't get a chance. I didn't even get a chance to look at the car or nothing. We walked out the office. He punched somebody in the face, started yelling and screaming for about 10 seconds, got in his car and left. We're watching the tape. He's parked in a handicapped spot where no one else is parked. Nobody else is over there. And and did you, but you rolled the footage and did you ever, I mean, so no, no one hit his car at all. 
Maybe it happened earlier in the day. Maybe he just noticed it. I don't know. But nobody in that garage hit his car. <laughs> nobody hit his car, dog. <laughs> and, and the thing about it is the gentleman who he punched had just moved, like it was just moving in that day. Oh that was his, my God. That was his very first experience with us. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, here I am apologizing this shit for some shit I ain't even do just on behalf of extra space trying to. I mean, that's all you can do. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just. Just oh my just god! Out of nowhere, like no preparation, nothing. Just wound it back Ew. and just punched him in the fucking face, and he fell to the ground. Cart just rolling all over the fucking place. <laughs> uh, that's the funny scene. Just a cart rolling is funny to me. <laughs> Damn man. Yeah. So this dude had his car hit at some point in time. Drove up to the... Did he have any business? Like, what did he... He 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 rents a unit there. Okay, so he had rents a unit. Okay, so he had some business so, to do. Yeah, he okay. came in, parked his car, went inside the building, brought some stuff out, put it in his car, then drove the car outside of the garage, parked it at one of the warehouses right next to us, then came in the office and said something to me about it. And then you walk out to help these two ladies. The guy crossed past is pushing cars the opposite way that just moved in. He gets <laughs> punched in the face. See, okay. The intro to this podcast used to be you saying, why do these niggas exist? And and that's that's a pretty apt thing to ask. But the 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 but the real point behind it is, you know, in 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 Buddhist, in the Buddhist philosophy. Mm-hmm. Good and bad doesn't really exist. Okay. It's more about wisdom and ignorance. Okay. And so that's why when you speak to me about ignorance being bliss and how that is a perspective that us in a lot of Western culture have talked about being a a viable option for people where I'd like to be ignorant of certain things. The issue with that is. See, so instead of like devil and God, like purity and evil, it's it's more like you have sages of wisdom that understand life and understand the world and they help people and they or they at the very least stay to themselves and don't fuck up things for other people. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're probably the ones sitting on a mountain for six months at a time, just sitting in that one spot, just enjoying life. Mm-hmm. And then you have. What is like an evil sage of sorts, which is just someone that's really just kind of ignorant or their ignorance has a certain degree. And they're really just a a few very profound conversations away from being enlightened. So good and bad isn't really it's not that really that easy of a scale. So when I talk about people. I don't look at people as good and bad, really. That's not because I'm a Buddhist monk. It's because I I don't see how it can be had that way. I don't I don't understand how you just how you find yourself on a scale of good to bad and like whether you do a couple good things that day, you get a couple points and it, it pushes you to being a better person or a worse person. I think it's about 
thought patterns Mm -hmm. and behavioral patterns Mm -hmm. that then exhibit to the world, signal to the world what type of person you are at any given point in time. I think that's what it is. So really what we're asking is what sort of behavioral patterns are you practicing? What sort of thought patterns do do are, are being instilled in your brain and in your mind from the, the 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 food, the nourishment again that you ingest and digest? This is when we talk about not only the actual physical foods that you eat, but also the things that you read, the the conversations you have, all the stuff that is the music you listen to, all the things that are going into your psyche. Mm-hmm. It matters. I know a lot of people don't think that it does, but it does. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was thinking about this idea the other day also at the spa. Is I, I know that a lot of people want to live a different life, right? Because they think it's a destination. Like, I want to live like them. I want to do that thing. I want to be at that place. Like, it's a destination, like it's not a practice. Right. And and I thought in my mind, in order to live differently, you have to live differently. Mm-hmm. Right. In order to get to this place, in order to live differently as the destination or whatever you think a destination is, because it's never truly a destination. You have to practice that way of living to be there. It's like a fake it till you make it thing. Yeah. But like. It's not really faking it. Like you're making I mean, it, you're, you're you're making it as you're making it. Yeah, that's really what it is. Yeah, I get that. So, I when you say what's going on through these people's minds, that's why I preach what I preach on here. That's why I'm I'm constantly, but I preach, but but I also practice what I preach. That's why I think that clarity of mind and peace of mind is so important. That's why I think it's like the the thing that you should go after. And I think that other things happen after that. I think other things you can you can build upon that. But if you don't have like clarity of mind and peace of mind, like other things are just much harder to understand and to grasp, and at least to grasp with like real fulfillment as you grasp it, right? So I can, when I think about the 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 lady that put that thing on Instagram about how she has to raise this dumbass little fucking kid that she hates. And she would have never did it if she had the opportunity to, to not do it or was coerced out of, you know, not having the abortion. Or this guy that's just driving up the extra space and just punching the first person he sees that probably isn't a match for him, too, because he's probably a coward like the other people we were talking about being a coward. What I experience on a day to day, I find myself sitting back in complete gratitude that's because I and 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 I'm trying to do this other practice too. It's it's difficult to do sometimes because sometimes the only way for me to truly get my point across is to pit it against a contrary idea. That's the only way to like truly enlighten something or shed light on something else is to show the contrast between it and something else. Mm. But I'm trying my best to speak more about my experiences um, without shunning other people's i'm I'm, I'm really trying to like you. humble myself in that way but sometimes it's just difficult it, make, it just makes sense to do it mm-hmm. so i sit in gratitude a lot of the times because i know that where i am in my mind is is a, just it's a light years away from where that guy is it's light years away and it's because i choose to not be ignorant yeah it's because i don't i don't think that ignorance is bliss 
I think that it it may be it, it's it's like a weird conundrum because it may bring some bliss to you because you think that knowing more or taking accountability for more could bring turmoil, right, and sadness and anger to you in a moment. But it's again about the working past that to something greater. Mm-hmm. And I think once you you if you get more enlightenment, then you never want to go back. You never there's a certain point you cross where you never want to go back to dimming your knowledge or your wisdom or your enlightenment. Right. I I could only imagine, but it seems like he is he's sad and and, I mean, angry and there are just things going on that he doesn't know how to handle them. Mm -hmm. like he is. His hands are off the wheel. He's mm-hmm. not even controlling. He has no control over what's going on. Mm-hmm. And that's, not, again, not to absolve him of what he did. But I think that he's built up such a set of patterns in his mind. It, at a certain point, I truly do believe I'm not the the super wild extreme optimist where even though I may seem like that sometimes, I don't know if I do to people or not, but I'm not the guy that thinks that everybody can get better all the time. Like I'm not that guy. Right. I do think that it's over for some people. Yeah. I think it's over for, you need some more water. I got lemon uh, water. I got lemon strawberry water. Come on. Uh, oh, come, come on, on man. Now. Come on now. Come, come on, on man. Now. I'm going to hook you yeah. up. You might even get a little strawberry uh, to fall in there. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I, I do think that for some people it's it's just over. You're stupid. How's that water? How's that? God, it's it's, it's different though. It don't taste like the I've, water you I've, was drinking before. I've, no, of course not. Mm-hmm. I've never had strawberries in my water before. This is oh yeah, I just be throwing all sorts of fruits in it. This is great. So, I I just think that for some people that they've just, and that's why it's better to always try to work with things sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. When they, they talk about it with health, that. It gets harder to work on your health the the older you get. So it's just better to make the habits while you're young so you don't have to try to work backwards, right? Yeah, that makes sense. So so it's the same thing. I think that people get these patterns ingrained in their mind over years and years and years of practice, and they don't even know how how much they're practicing. Like, they they don't even know. It's amazing how great people can be at things. I saw a video of a young lady that was doing a handstand on two wooden blocks, had a bow and arrow in her feet and arched her back to where she was now making the letter C where her, she was like doing a scorpion where like her, her legs were bending backwards and she pulled the arrow back with the bow with her toe and released it and hit a bullseye. It's amazing to me. Like, how do you know you can do that? How, like it must have started with like gymnastics or something, you know what I mean? Like you just start off doing like some gymnastics just for flexibility and, and mobility and things uh-huh. like that. And then maybe just it was on a beach too, so like maybe on this island they just be doing weird stuff. You never know different cultures. I don't know. I, I asked the same question: How do you know you could do that? Like how do you get to that point? But the point is, people get people can get really good at things. The issue is, people practice terrible things every day, and they're really, really good at being bad. Mm-hmm. So they're practicing things that that propagate this degenerative lifestyle mm-hmm. 
And they get really good at their quality of life degenerating because human beings are good at something that they do day in and day out. So you keep doing it and you get better at ruining your life. Mm-hmm. And so I, 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 that's what I think is going on on that end. When you talk about these people, I just think that they're really good at fucking their life up. And like a little side story to that. So there was another woman up there, like up there with like a kid or two. And so, you know, after the guy pulls off, she comes up to me. She was like, yo, like he he better not come back in here because I'm licensed. Oh, she was like, he come back up in here. It's not going to be funny because I don't play that. (laughs) And I'm just I'm just thinking like this man don't know, but he could have got one a cap in his ass today. Yeah. And he looked. Yeah, that could have gone a completely different way. See, yeah. see, now you got a whole bunch of other stuff going on too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. And like, she literally, that lady, she didn't get punched. She was one of the kids. She called me the next day and was like, she was like, so like, she was like, what are y'all gonna do about that? And I'm just like, I mean, well, right now I'm, I'm, you know, I got a complete incident report. I'm waiting on the cops to get back to me with, you know, at, for whatever they need. Um, I was like, you know, I've definitely locked him out of the system. His code does not work to get in the building anymore. So, you know, we shouldn't. I'm hoping that we don't see him. Um, shit, I'm hoping I don't see him because I wanted to deal with that shit. Right. Cause, yeah, because <laughs> I'm certain that the dude that did get punched, he's got some questions. Like, yeah. hey, man, yeah. this is day one. Is this like what's going on up here? Like, yeah. I had to insure him. I was like, yo, I've never seen anything like that happen before. Like, that was completely random. Completely random. I've never seen anything like that happen before. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. That's, but, that's definitely unfortunate. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I don't, I don't know what the fuck. Um, but <laughs> let me tell you a story about, um, real quick about my, my dad's, uh, near death experience. Uh, a couple of days ago. Okay. Um, my, my stepdad, now my biological Right, father. right, right. Yes. Um, so my dad bought a canoe. Never seen this man get on a canoe a day in his life. So someone took me to Cabela's the other day. I thought about you while yeah. I was in there. First thing, before we even walked in, you know, they got the kayaks and canoes right out front. Yeah. I did not know what they was hitting for. Oh, yeah. Them shits are expensive. Thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Fucking canoe. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have thought that. Um. The one my dad, I think the one he got was used. So I don't think it, I think it cost him like five or six hundred dollars, right. which is still a fair amount. Yeah. Um. So my dad decides to take a canoe out. Um. This is a canoe with like a small motor on it, like a little electric oh, motor. Okay. What, what, what river? Where's he at? Um. You know? Like uh. Potomac. Potomac. Yeah. Okay. Bowling Air Force Base, like mm-hmm. um in DC. Um. So decides to buy a canoe and take it out because he wants to go fishing. I don't know how my dad doesn't go fishing often, not like I do. Mm. Um, so it was just very random to me. So he gets out there and he gets in the boat. One red flag. The boat had came with life jackets. They were in the boat, but they weren't on his person. They were not on his body uh, yet. Okay. I guess he figured he was just gonna get out in the middle of the water and then put one on. Okay. No. How's your dad as a swimmer? He's good. He taught me how to swim. He taught okay. uh, my brother how to swim. He taught my son how to swim. Mm. And and you know my dad. Like he's what, he's in, what branch was the military? Was he's he? in the army. Army. Okay. Yeah, but you know he's been in shape. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying. He still be running to yeah. this day. Mm-hmm. He still goes on runs. Yeah, like he's an in shape guy. Yeah, but the running don't got shit to do with if you submerge in water and no. don't know how to swim. I get that. Yeah. I get that. So he gets out there. I guess he's starting the motor up. The motor's on the back of the boat. I guess as he's starting the motor up. The boat just tips 
backwards. Mm. Maybe there's a little too much weight in the yeah, back. Maybe, yeah. You know, maybe he should have put some more equipment up in the front for right. the proper weight distribution. Right. So he, the boat goes backwards. The back of it starts filling up with water. The boat is sinking at this point. His ass is in the water. Yo, <laughs> there's a lot of things happening. Just imagine right the panic <laughs> as you realize your your small boat is capsizing as soon as you got out there. Luckily, he wasn't like far out. Yeah, and luckily there were a couple people on shore that saw this happening. One of them being a gentleman that had a boat. Okay. Well, no, I'm sorry. There was one person on shore, and there was also a gentleman out there that had a boat that happened to be nearby. Yeah. But, like, from what my mother was telling me, she was like, you know, she said that my dad said that, like, you know, he knows how to swim, but I guess just the, the, the traumatic, like the moment just being so traumatic, like he wasn't necessarily drowning, but he was just kind of like all over the place at the moment, just trying to figure out what the fuck to do next. Oh, shit. Oh, no. So lost his phone, lost his entire wallet, IDs, credit cards, cash, all that shit is at the bottom of the Potomac right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so so apparently um, there was a lady on shore that was like helping him like kind of get back to shore. And then the gentleman that was in the boat out in the water helped like was luckily able to save my dad's canoe and got the canoe back to shore. Okay. Um, so, you That's know, solid. ultimately all was not lost. Yeah. Not all, but my dad definitely said like he was a bit traumatized for the day. Damn. Yeah. For the day. Yeah. And I talked to him because this happened a couple of days ago. Cause yeah. I, cause, cause how long is it going to be till he go back out there? Oh, I don't know. My mom's talking about he trying to sell the, sell the canoe now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he done with that. That shit over with. He done with that. Now, that's just like when my dad came out to play basketball with us and he tore his ACL trying to jab step to the right real quick and take off. And he tore his ACL. That was his, I, I believe that was his very last time playing basketball. And he picked that up was, basketball since. That was years ago. Not yeah. even a dribble. Yeah, man. That was that was it. But yeah, I, to, I talked to my dad today and he was like, he was just telling me, he was like, you know, there was just so many red flags that I just didn't really key in on. He was like, he was just thinking, he was like, I was thinking to myself, like, why I get it, why I get in the boat with no with no life jacket on? <laughs> why why did I do that? <laughs> he was like, he was like, he was like, he was like, as I was getting the boat out there or you know, to closer to the shore, he was like, I went back to my truck to get the life vest and I just put it in the boat, like that's where it goes. <laughs> Like the boat needs it. Right. He was like, why Why didn't I just put the life vest on before I got in the boat? Don't make no sense. And he was talking about, you know, trying to start the boat up. And he was like, trying to start the boat up. And he was like, I realized that the boat was kind of going backwards, but I was just kind of stuck in the moment because I was just trying to figure out exactly is it going to go all the way back? <laughs> and he was going to wait for it too. Like, like, and I'm just thinking in my head, like, he was I was like, the weight distribution was off. Like, you should have had a cooler or some equipment up something, in the front. Something, yeah, man. Something, man. Oh, uh, shit. That's so, crazy. You know, my, my dad almost drowned in the Potomac. That's, <laughs> I'm glad he's okay. Yeah. Because 
Lord. Yeah, man, I'm glad we can laugh about this. Yeah. I'm glad that it, it got to that point where we can just laugh about it. No, like nothing too crazy yeah. happened. It didn't flip over and smack him in the head and knock him out. Right. Yeah, you know, because right. that could have been a completely different story. Right. And, you know, he was just talking about how, you know, he knows how to swim, but just the experience itself, he, I guess, just made him realize, like, like, ooh. Like, yeah, even it, it ain't all swimming. Now I'm certain <laughs> that the type of boat he has, I'm certain it's a bit modern. So the pro, the propeller is, is within a case of sorts. Like it's not just out. Um, is that? I mean, well, when the propeller's in the water, I think it's just it's just the propeller just connected to some sort of. I thought sometimes there's like a huge little box area where the propeller is inside, and it propels from outside of this box with vents, like a little ventilation system. That allows uh, for the maybe the propulsion to still take place. Yeah, I'm not certain because if it's just a fan, literally just in the water, and then you you it tips back and you fall out, and the whole thing doesn't flip completely over to a 180, uh -huh. and you just fall out to where now the boat has enough weight distribution to tip back the way it came. Uh -huh. You can find yourself falling off the back end of the boat and getting hit with the propeller at yeah. the same time. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that was another instance yeah. that could have been done. Yeah. Have you seen this canoe? No, I haven't seen it in person. Okay. But yeah, if, if the, if the propeller is just out there, <laughs> like, and you can just see it, then that, that is an option. I'm certain that's happened to people before. Oh, so, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. You just, so, Hey, shout out to your dad. Yeah, man. Y'all keep, keep my dad in your thoughts. Cause he, he was, he was, he, he went through it the other day. <laughs> I'm glad he got out of that. Right. Uh, I kind of wanted to talk to you about something. Have you watched any Atlanta yet? No. Okay. Then we we can we can hold we can hold off on Every, this. It's fine. I'm only like everybody's giving me shit about that. Okay. I'm only like four. <laughs> I just got done with episode four, so I have like uh, four more. Yes. Okay. So I have four more to go for this season. We can we can come back and talk about this because it is a very it's an intriguing. Season, which okay. I'm probably you may have heard from some of the people that are giving you shit about. Yeah, it. I mean, I've seen you know I've seen little clips. I've had you know people telling me how it's especially Mikey. Mm -hmm. Excuse me, telling me how it's a great show and I need to watch it. Okay, and, you know. All, all right, that. so so we won't talk about anything that happens just yet until you go back and watch that. But I, what I will, I can't promise you I'm going to watch it. All right, well, <laughs> damn, they're 30 minute episodes. What, what are you watching right now? Because you're watching something. What are you watching? Uh, I'm watching. Uh, it's called Pieces of Her. On uh, Netflix, nigga, stop playing with me and go watch Atlanta. <laughs> no, I'm just okay. What's pieces of her? What is it? What is it? Um, it's about this uh, this mom and daughter. Uh, the mom is in the witness protection um, program. Okay. The daughter doesn't know that until some shit start popping off mm. that she doesn't quite understand. And all of a sudden, the mom is like, "Go to this. Go to this storage unit. Get the car in there. Drive it to Maine. I'll meet you there." Oh, how old is the daughter? She's like in her maybe early twenties. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, all right. And what what did you say this was on? It's called Pieces. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. And how many seasons are there? It's it's just one season. It's like eight episodes. The episodes are like maybe 45 minutes to an hour. What episode are you on? Um, the last one. I'm going to watch it whenever I watch it, but I'm on the last one. Awesome. Watch Atlanta after that. <laughs> 30 minutes in there? Is it even really 30 minutes? Because I know it's on... Who, oh, well, I guess you got the subscription, which I don't have. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I watch Yeah, so you're going to be watching watch the, the commercials. commercials. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, I know you've seen the... Uh, Liberty Mutual. Liberty Mutual. Uh, you know what my favorite joint is right now, though? Is the, um, the little... Uh, uh, the little boy, the little baby in like Italy. It's like an Airbnb commercial or something. Oh, I don't know if I've seen. I don't know if I've seen that one. Uh, how the fuck does that start? You know, it's funny because I'm always humming it, and I now I don't know how the song goes. All my favorite ones are the progressives. 
The progressives? Yeah, the the, the, the just, guy that's like, you know, people turning into their parents. Oh, I, oh, hell yeah. Those, those are those because so they're always funny. so spot on. Absolutely. Like, always. Absolutely. They're always so great. Absolutely. Yeah, so those are mine. Anyway, okay, so we won't talk about that, but let's let's talk about artistry for a second. Oh, you're still trying to figure out the little boy. Oh, mambo. Mambo Italiano, something like that. Oh yeah, I definitely haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, that one hasn't come across. Maybe, maybe it's the algorithms or something like that. Yeah, maybe they, maybe. They, they give different people different commercials or something. <laughs> I don't know. So, what I will say, because I won't ruin anything for you, because I do want you to watch. It, okay. Okay. And if not, then just watch like an episode of it for me. So, I saw like the first two episodes of the first season. That's all I've seen. Oh, of it. Oh, I'm sorry. You haven't even watched Atlanta. No, just like the first two episodes oh, of the first season. Oh, I thought you meant you haven't like caught up on the last season. Oh, no. You don't watch the show. No. That's right. Okay, no, this is clicking now. I do remember this being a thing in our group chat. Yeah, like people yeah. making fun of you because yes. you haven't. Oh, oh, then never mind. Okay, then then we don't even need to be talking about none of it. Okay, <laughs> this is what I'll say to you. It's a very weird, it's very, it's a, it's not a conventional show. Okay. It's, it's done in a, in a very free way, meaning there is a, a story of sorts, but it's not a very concise story. And I don't think people are watching it to follow the rise of this rapper. Okay, it doesn't like connect or, or not necessarily. There are things that connect. You have a lot of the same characters that play in the episodes, and there is a very loose storyline. Okay. Meaning, there is a rising rapper in this in this in the story in this show. But that's that. But that's not really what the show is about. Okay. It's really a, there's a bunch of social issue type of things that are brought up and funny satirical jokes that, that pop up and it's it's a to some degree it's a lot of what the boondocks did mm -hmm. right like a lot of political and racial satire mm -hmm. inside of it behind this story of a growing rapper in the uh regard of boondocks these two black kids being in the suburbs now mm -hmm. right so what i will say because the people that I've heard talking about it, especially this last season, are like, what is, I don't even understand what's going on anymore. Like, I don't even understand what's going on with the episodes anymore. It doesn't even seem like he's trying to have this be a cohesive story. It just seems like social issue after social issue. Like, it, like this is, it, it seems like you're trying to sort of cram wokeness down our throat in a sense. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that uh, art, I'm not even gonna say great art, but a lot of art is usually done in the sake of evoking emotion mm -hmm. and, and stirring thought and igniting conversations amongst people. I think that people like to, you know, create art and then just let people look at it and see and see how other people feel about it. Right, what, yeah, other, what other people take from it. As an artist, you're going to have to expect everybody's going to have a different opinion, likes, dislikes. A million, as many different people as there are, that's how many different interpretations yeah. there are going to be, right? Hell yeah. And once you get down to all the different details of what an interpretation could possibly be of any significant piece of art anywhere. Mm -hmm. So I, I was thinking about that along with what, what we do here 
what I focus on doing here. And I think it's a very beautiful thing to be able to show people things that they take a glance at, scoff, shrug their shoulders at, and continue to walk, but have the power or the creative ability to be able to show it to them in a different way that they've never looked at before, Mm -hmm. right? In a light that they've never seen it before. And so I think that's what a lot of great artists do. They take stuff that like, cause there's nothing new under the sun, right? Like that's the phrase, like there's nothing new going on. Mm -hmm. And I bring all this up because I was having a conversation with a friend about life in the way that I see it and that it doesn't seem like I live a very extravagant life at all, but yet I do have an extravagant perception of life. Mm -hmm. And when I used to talk to you about Marion Evans, who people know as George Eliot that wrote that book, Middle March. (laughs) Put some respect on the name. I was trying also then to tell you about why I enjoy the writing and that didn't quite connect either. Uh, Because you were saying, oh, you want to say words like fatigued, huh? When when you want to talk about tired. So like, so so what you got from that is that I just, I wanted to use, Oh man, (laughs) I wanted to use these. That sounds so ignorant. Esoteric (laughs) words, right? These, These very scholarly words and that that's what I try to do. It's not so much that as it is in order for you to speak about anything, you have to experience it, mm-hmm. right? Like you can, I mean, you can speak about something loosely and you can try to conjure up ideas about something you haven't quite experienced. Mm-hmm. But the only way you can do that is if you try to experience it through your mind's eye. Mm-hmm. You have to try to put yourself in someone else's position and then try to think about it. Like we were talking about the laws and the, all the Texas people and all this sort of stuff. We were in the, the school system, right? The paying for the public school system, which makes it a private school system. So... We didn't read all the articles. We don't know that stuff. So, but, so we have to try to think about what it may be like to be the person that is pro or against that thing, right? All right. The level of writing that she had, in order for her to write the things that she had to write, I realized that she had just such a magnified way of looking at life. Like the things that she looked at, she absorbed every little facial expression that people made, Mm. every little twitch of the lip, everything that was going on in life. She paid super sharp attention to it because it comes through in the writing. The way that she would talk about things was so detailed and so grounded that you you couldn't have possibly written it unless you saw it happen first. Mm -hmm. And to be able to have a certain sight and then express your sight that allows people to then peer through a small window that gives them, even for a a glimpse of their life, a piece of your sight that allows them to see a little bit of how you see the world. That is what great art is. That is what happens when you listen to music and the music you listen to, you you don't live fucking life that way. Nah. But the but the way the music feels make you feel like you that nigga. <laughs> it makes you feel like you live that life, uh-huh. right? And so that's so when you're looking at a movie, a great director and I mean the whole crew 
great actor makes you feel like you believe what they're saying yeah. or what they're going through, whatever emotion it is they're trying to convey. It gives you a glimpse into what they're feeling mm-hmm. and what they may be going through and thinking about. That's great art. And I thought about how what my favorite thing to do is with my eccentricity is see things in an eccentric, weird, weirdly idiosyncratic way. But you, you said ahead. that word twice. What does that mean? Idiosyncratic, uh, just uh, having to do with you and you only. It's a very individualistic okay. thing, okay. right? It's very unique to you. Okay. And so being able to be in tune with that and being in tune with the way that I see and perceive things, but also being able to articulate that and give people a small window to be able to peer in and think, oh, I never looked at it like that before. I never thought about it like that before. That's that's a pretty cool way of viewing this thing, mm-hmm. even if it's only going to be for a few seconds of my day or my existence. I think that that's a really cool thing to be able to do. And I think that that's a lot of what Atlanta is doing. Okay. Is it's just it's allowing people to look in and notice things that they would have never really thought about before or been able to sit back and try to have a conversation about before. It's a it's it's because it, again, it's not cohesive mm-hmm. as a regular storyline goes for most television series. So I think that kind of is rocking people's boats like what am I watching? But if you if you allow yourself to kind of get out of that and just watch every episode as it's its, its own episode right. of a sense, I think you can gain a whole lot more from it and respect the artistry of what's going on. It's it's pretty it's pretty deep. I'll probably watch it. I'll probably end up watching it because yeah. Antoinette's mentioned watching it before. We'll get around to it. We'll so get around to it. So that has a little bit to do with you. Well, no, a lot of bit to do with you DJing. Artistry, mm-hmm. music, and a lot of it you say has been your your favorite part is the fact that you are the guy that is providing a window for other people to lose themselves in. Yeah, that's 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 what people go to you for. Right, right. Like I walk in the spot, I need the DJ to have this place rocking because yeah. if it's not, then that, like it's gonna ruin. It could very well ruin my night. Right, because <laughs> that's what I came here to do. I came here to do a slew of things, but within those slew of things, like those slew of things are underneath the umbrella of the DJ has to have the mood right in here yeah. in order for me to accomplish the other list of things that I want to do. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I kind of want to ask you in the same way that I was asking Anthony Stokes on the last podcast: How do you know? that you're getting better if if you if you feel that yeah i guess i guess that's it i let's just start with that like it, like how do you know that you're getting better at djing and how does it feel when that realization comes across your consciousness um so there was a time when you know i was doing more practicing and i'm getting back into it um, you know, and I think I kind of, I kind of fell off a little bit with it just because of COVID. There weren't really any gigs happening, but I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily, you know, touching up on my craft mm. as much as I should have been. But I will say that when I do get, you know, onto the mixer, whether I'm practicing or I have a gig 
one of the things that stands out is when I find myself mixing certain songs together that I would have never attempted to mix. Okay. Um, now, why why would you attempt to mix them? Is it because I know you well, you use a software that helps you out with the BPM, yeah. which people don't know is beats per minute. Yeah. So you know, like what songs would sound decent in transition? Yeah. Well, here's the thing: it's not even always about transition. Um, you know, because the BPM obviously that helps. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying you put the BPMs together within like at least you know a difference of at least five, it'll still work out for you. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times when you're just using some of the accessories that you have available to you on your mixer, it don't even have to, it doesn't even really have to go. It doesn't have to sync. Right. Is what I'm saying. Right. When you have those accessories available to you, like your echoes, your noises, like I could take a song that's a hundred BPM and mix it with a song that's like 75 BPM, but you kind of cloud the transition with, a lot of noise, bells and, and bells and whistles, mm -hmm. things like that. I didn't always used to do that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's like when I find myself using what is actually available to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> I, I know there's a ton of shit going yeah, there's on. A, there's, a, there's still there's so much to learn from any given mixer. And like I'm using one of the more simpler ones right. that's out there. There's some cats out there using Big decks, yeah, huge decks. Oh yeah, you know this in fact, it's called a deck. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's people out there that are actually using vinyls like traditional DJs used to do. I'm nowhere near that. I don't even. I'm not even ready to try that yet. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? But um, do you, do you ever? Would you ever go back like through the user manual? Like, does that interest you at all to like go back um, and try to figure out what every little thing you know what? means? I'd, I'd be better off just going on YouTube. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, it'd be that would work better for you. Yes, it'd yeah. be quicker and more efficient. I can see the hands touching the buttons, mm -hmm. you know, making things work. Mm -hmm. Um, and I do that from time to time. I've even, you know what? I've even had, I've even had people ask me to teach them how to DJ. So that, you know, that's another thing that makes me feel like I'm, I'm doing something out here. Okay, okay. <laughs> I've had a few people ask me like, "How do I do that? Mm -hmm. Show me how do you, how do you do that?" Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um. So yeah, like I said, that's another another way that I feel like I'm getting better. But um, because I I know I had spoken to you, sort of cut you off, but I I know that I had spoken to you about this, and you were saying that there were some things because you follow a lot of people mm -hmm. like DJs and all that, mm -hmm. and you've seen some wild videos and you've seen some battles. I haven't seen battles, mm -hmm. but I've just seen people DJ, mm -hmm. and that there are certain things that people are doing that are just like out of this world, mm -hmm. as far as I, I don't know using one of these decks goes. And you feel like some of this stuff would be outside of the realm of what it is that you're trying to facilitate at yeah. any given place that you're Yeah, at. I mean, at the moment, I'm more of a, you know, I'm just more of the party. A lot mm -hmm. of these people are very technical with, with, with what they do. And I mean, those are great skills to have. I just don't know that I would ever use them. Um, so I guess I just don't necessarily try to learn them. Mm. Are you Okay, so you don't think that they would be advantageous for the, the parties that you... I mean, some of that stuff is, but not yeah. all of it. Not okay. all of it. Okay. And I also don't have some of the equipment that those people have either. Okay. Is there is there any, like, next plateau, like, any next function that you would like to learn how to learn? Like, if, um, there, was, if there was a next skill to learn, what would it be? A next skill. A next skill. Um, well, you know what? I don't even know if it's a next skill, because, I mean, we're really talking about well, you know what? I guess I could touch up on my scratching, scratching. for sure. Mm -hmm. My scratching is very minimal. Mm -hmm. um, it's not at all something I could really like, you know, 
like really get into like I can, I can, yeah exactly yeah. like I could do enough to like kind of you know transition into a song and make that sound good but this some cats is doing more scratching than DJing out here yeah, right, you know what right, I'm saying right, yeah. so like that would definitely be another plateau that I would want to jump into but I also think that a lot of it is really literally just buttons bells and whistles mm. my deck is it's one of the smaller decks yeah, yeah. i only have but so much capability so i think to upgrade on certain aspects of it electronically i probably just need a a, a new deck mm -hmm. a bigger mixer right you know what i'm saying okay yeah i think about this stuff because again with with my weird ways when it has come to which is a lot of the reason why when you when you sent me like this list of things that this podcaster does that someone analyzed, mm -hmm. right? Well, the reason I'd answered you that the way that I did, which is that I've been studying this for a long time, is that it's it's really something I've I've, I've watched a, a ton of people, you know, try to do different podcasts. It's like clips, and I just see the way that people talk to each other and the different things that people do and why they do it that way, and then just outside of it. The communications books that I've been reading forever, they all go, it all ties into it, along with the the art of public speaking and just all these different things. And for me, I there's there's this this drive where I, it's not a comparison with anyone else, but I have an intuition that I could be better. And I remember Duty was talking to me about the uh, the Super Bowl halftime show mm -hmm. that just passed, and supposedly it was amazing. Some people feel like it was amazing. Yeah, I thought it was cool. And Dr. Dre was up there, and he had his deck or his. I mean, yeah, I guess you would just call it that, but it yeah. was just like a, a, a triple decker. Yeah, right. Million knobs. Don't nobody know what that does <laughs> unless you're in that business. Yeah. And that he was playing some music, and this, I love this type of shit. He was playing some music. And he had he was listening to it through his beats, and he had like this sort of like face of like dissatisfaction. Mm -hmm. And he reached over to the board, and he just slightly like turned a knob a little bit to the right, and then a smile came over his face, and he like <laughs> kept and he like kept bobbing. Didn't one person in that damn stadium hear a change in that music? Probably not. Hell no. But he did. And that's what matters to him. Right. He knows what it sounds like to have something be completely cohesive, for it to be perfectly mastered. Mm -hmm. And I think that as you go along with something, it's natural to want to just outdo yourself. Mm -hmm. If if you if you know how to find that information, right? Because it's really just about information. We can all get better at everything. It's just, are you going to put in the work to figure out how to do that thing and then do that thing on top of it? Mm -hmm. So that's why I was asking you these questions. Like, is there, are there things that you, that you look at the board and you, you see dissatisfaction and you're like, nah, like I can move this up a notch. Like I know that I can be better than what I am right now. Or have you found yourself in a place of complacency where it's like, well, I, I do this. Like, I do it. I mix the songs. I play the gigs, the parties, the schools, the uh, bars, the the weddings. So I'm not I'm not complacent because I know there's a lot. There's still a lot to learn. I definitely know that. So I wouldn't say I'm complacent. Um, But it's kind of a mixture of 
of the other of the other side of it too. Like I, you know, I can do this. I, yeah. I've done enough to be to to have recognition and to have you know built up a uh, like a, a network of people that know that I know what I'm doing. People that can count on people count on me. People that hit me up. Yeah. Um. You know, I have recurring customers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I got a gig in like two weeks mm. that I'm doing um for a school. That you know, I've I've worked with them before. Like I'm that guy. They hit me up. Yeah. Like I'm the DJ. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um. But I wouldn't say I'm complacent. Um. Because there's still a lot out there that yeah. I don't know about. I ain't about to sit here and act like I'm the nigga. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm not. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I was trying to tell Anthony Stokes. I was just like, I'm not on the mountaintop. Like I I have work to do, but I'm making strides of getting there. Yeah. I have like conscious efforts that i take to Mm. make sure that i'm getting better at this week after week and you know shout out to him for saying yeah but you you halfway up the mountain though like you working (laughs) so that was cool you got anything else you want to tell the people we're a little bit over two Um, hours nah man i'm I'm definitely ready to wrap it let's get it what's uh your last words for the people um it, it won't be may 5th when you guys hear this but today is may 5th um I want to give a shout out to my good friend, Sayana Hayes. Today is her birthday, and we are going to celebrate that tonight. Uh, she shares her birthday with Cinco de Mayo, so the tequila will flow. Uh, <laughs> the tequila will flow. Also, she has an awesome YouTube channel that I got. Thank you guys should uh, check out. It's called Say Say DIY. S-A-Y-S-A-Y-D-I-Y. Uh, she has quite a following, a uh, couple of videos of like, hundreds of thousands of views. Um, so I think you guys should check her out. But happy birthday, Sayana. Oh, well, since you get a shout out, I can't be a dickhead and talk about anything else. But a shout out to thank you, Virgin Vegan, uh, <laughs> back out there at the farmer's markets. We love you. Uh, a lot of support to you. If you have not supported DK Comic yet from Anthony Stokes, go to DK Comic at, on Instagram and uh, go to his Kickstarter page. It's also, there's also a link in the 114th episode. Um, yeah, go go check that out. Comics in the Bing is what that episode is called. <laughs> go check that out. Go 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 get it some copies of his comic book. Uh, who else? Uh, shout out to Shiffy P, just cause. Yeah. Shout out to Shiffy P. I think yeah. he's, he's shooting a... A video for Dr. Seuss nice. and Bow Wow, and <laughs> that I, title still is. And I believe that uh, I believe that this podcast may be making an appearance in that video. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh no, I've we, been we about had spoken that. about yeah, this, yeah, yeah, so yeah, I yeah, think yeah, that. so I think we may be uh, making an appearance hey, in that video. Hey man, this podcast is getting out there. <laughs> Let's go. So uh, shout out to everybody out there. We love you very much. Thank you so much for listening. We haven't done this in a long time, but we love we love you guys. Definitely. We we haven't done this in a little while. And shame on me. We <laughs> we love you guys. We love you guys a whole lot. Uh I mean, it still means Do you want to tell lot. them about your your podcast appearance? Oh yeah, recently? for sure. If, yeah, yeah, cuz I guess I did it once lightly, but yeah. I should again. Uh Isabel Wellman has a podcast. It's also on Apple, Spotify. Yeah. And it is called Incredible conversations clever i-n-c-r-e-d-i-b-e-l-l-e incredible conversations she's just she's very quirky high energy yes she is 
Uh, you are young one with himself. She is young one with the earth. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, super heavy in astrology and, yeah. and clean eating. Hey, Isabel, I love your energy. If you if you happen to listen to this, I love your energy. Yeah, great energy. So, I, you know, I'm doing some episodes over there. It may be a weekly thing. So there's one episode out uh, right now. By the time this episode comes out, there may be two episodes, but I believe she releases hers on Mondays, just keep checking it. I'll just keep refreshing and see what's going on over there. But I'll be doing some episodes over there as well with her. And again, thank you guys very much. Thank you for coming back. Absolutely. I love it. Episode 115, baby. 115. Woo!